0: what's up listener thanks for pressing play on this episode of the jock and nerd podcast thor ragnarok runs long for a bunch of jokes ron howard reshot all of the han solo solo movie and disney squeezing theaters like mobsters if they want to show star wars the last jedi plus join us as we travel into the upside down to battle demo dogs and a giant shit monster as we review the second season of Stranger Things on Netflix, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, November 2nd, 2017. Check. Check
1: one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and nerded. Be
2: funny. disturbing.
0: Hello, what's up, listener, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast, your weekly geek fix covering comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and interviews. Jock Nerd. My name is Imran. My name is Rugboy. He's the jock?
2: Uh... Does uh, playing pinball count?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess that could be a sport. Competitive pinball. He is the jock. And he's the nerd. (laughs) Hey, well, Anthony the jock is out for this episode. But never fear, listener. We got a substitution. We got a backup quarterback, a backup goalie, pinch hitting. Does he play sports? I don't know. And I'm out of sports references after pinch hitting. Uh, Please welcome the official Ginger Geek of the Jock and Nerd podcast. It's Matt Delhauer. What's up, Matty?
2: What's up, dudes? How's it going? Oh, wow! This is a triple oh nerd. Oh, nerd yeah. fest. All
0: nerds, zero jocks, and we have two two Whoa. rug boys. I'm so confused already. Matt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, filling in for Anthony.
3: Of course, uh, except I wasn't in the intro, so I guess I'm filling in for Rug Boy.
0: Yeah, you're, I move up <laughs> one yep, slot. Yep. You fill up the... Nah, you can That's be the Felty. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to yell at Imran yeah, the whole show. A ginger Felty. That's right. Now, Rugboy, you slot up one, and then Matt takes the yes. boy slot. Look, there's two reasons why Anthony the Jog is not on the show, listener. A, he is going to see Thor Ragnarok. Right now, like he's watching oh. it right now with Joe from That's work. That's a good reason. It's a good reason I was going to go with oh, him. He's on a date with Joe from work? Here's the thing is, Joe from work has an AMC gift card, and Anthony is his bitch, so you know what that
3: means. Oh, Joe's his sugar daddy.
0: He's going to have, Anthony, you're going to have to put out after the movie. Oh, shit. He's going to be expecting something. Make it worth his while. Oh, The other shit. reason is... He hasn't watched Stranger Things, and if you've seen the title of this episode, this is going to be our Stranger Things Season 2 review, and I've been dying to talk about this, which is why I bypass going to see Ragnarok. I'll see it tomorrow. It's no big deal. I'd rather geek out about Stranger Things with Dalhauer and Rugboy, who have seen the show. So thanks, Dalhauer, for... uh, I have. Have you seen it? Yeah, I did. You know what? It doesn't matter if you have. I I didn't remember. So if you're a new listener, that's what we're going to do. We got a little bit of news uh, that we're going to cover, and then we're going to get into... Stranger Things Season 2 Review. Let's get it started. The Jock Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, like Anthony, I'll comment on this music.
2: (laughs) This music sucks. Why
0: are we playing it again? You just restarted the show. Well, look, now that you're paying attention because I played super music, listener, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, visit jockanderd.com slash contact. For all the ways you can reach out, Twitter, Facebook, email, a uh, wonderful thing called SpeakPipe, which is a little service we use to capture your voice really easily. You can send your voice uh, and they've made it easier if you're on an iPhone and an iOS 11. Uh, you click on the thing on our website and you can record audio right there in the browser and it will email to us and we'll play it and it'll be like you're here on the show. Super fun. And, of course, I have to mention our awesome Facebook group, uh, which we have getting more people every week, every time I talk about it. Welcome to Christopher Joseph and Jason Todd Feinberg. For Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Robin oh. Feinberg has uh, joined the Facebook group and there's others. There's lots of people. It's lots of fun. It's where we all hang out and continue the discussion. Um, and I'm going to read more names in the middle of the show. I just love reading listeners' names, especially when they give us money. Uh, I will read your name. All right, gang. Let's start with a little bit of movie news. Like I said, Thor Ragnarok opens tonight. Even though it's technically opens on Friday, but why? Why don't they just say release on the second now instead of because nothing ever opens on Friday anymore? I don't understand this. This isn't it in sneak previews or something where
3: it's like get to go at midnight to no, see it or something. You can see
0: it at like 7 p.m. I'm yeah, the they, shit. Stopped,
3: they stopped <laughs> yes. doing midnight releases yes. and now it's just like six o'clock
1: because
3: everyone was like, well, I want to take my kids to it, but yeah. I don't want to go to midnight.
0: I can't wait till midnight. We'll just say it comes out on the yeah, second. They should just completely change the date then. So this movie's been out in uh, overseas for a week now Foreign in box office. It's sitting already at one hundred and nine million dollars in the foreign, which is pretty good over for a budget of $180 million. Did it release in China? Uh, I don't know if it released in China yet. That is a good question because that is going to be, I think it's just like Europe and Australia and shit. And then China comes, those things come later. Uh, uh, but it's still pretty good money, right? That's there. not bad for before the movies even out. On, made $109 million. Now I noticed the runtime on this uh, page here, And it seems different than what uh, Taika Waititi said the runtime would be way back at Comic-Con. He says, there was a time when it was going to be about 100 minutes. We were at about 100 minutes around Comic-Con. We had just done our reshoots, so we knew it was going to come up from there. But there was a world where I thought it was going to sit around 100 minutes, no more than two hours. After Comic-Con, we decided to put a lot of the jokes back in. This movie runtime is now two hours and ten minutes. Meaning, what that's, that's 30 minutes of jokes he added back in?
3: We decided to put a lot of the jokes back in it. Yes. Which means, all right, guys. <laughs> The story is only about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and it's a. half we've got of thirty just, more minutes of just people saying shit
0: and slapstick comedy and like rubber hammers getting bonked on the head. Like, what? Well, I don't know. Do I just? Wow. I think I've just resolved to going in and being like, this is going to be like the Three Stooges of
3: Marvel movies. Like, I, this is going to be. Slapstick. I'm still going to have a crap load of fun with it. I mean, I know it's probably going to be the fact that it's going to be entirely or almost entirely improv. Yes, means that this is going to be the least story-driven movie they have put out yet. Mm, yes. Because they very obviously they were like, well, I mean, we're not tying it to almost anything except like the end of it's going to lead into Infinity War. So I don't know. Fuck, do whatever you want, man.
0: I mean, it is really like we read that Forbes article where it's like their most risk-free movie, and yeah, you just you're gonna show some spectacle, some cool battles, lots of jokes, a little bit of story, some kind of holding it together, or it could be a lot of fun, and and all this could be forgiven. Rugs, what do you think? Thirty minutes more jokes is that gonna is that gonna help?
2: I don't know. As I said, like I want to see the movie before I like really start hating on it because yeah. I already have the I have this kind of like itch to do it. Yeah. But I'm trying to stop myself because
3: I didn't see the movie yet. One of my favorite things about last week's episode was it was the most easygoing rug boy I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens.
2: See,
1: yeah. I think
0: the Red Bull you drank rugs had the opposite effect on you.
2: Well, <laughs>
3: that's called ADHD.
2: Yes, I just I, I listened to the show a few times yeah. and I like go off on these things and I'm like, wait a minute, like let me just see the movie before I I, I mean like I, I could I could predict the future to a certain degree. Uh, because I just know shit, the patterns of shit, how they happen. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, people love that movie. It, so I know that people are going to love this movie. Yeah. Because this is going to be the same tone or even funnier. And nobody, like, I would say I had problems with Guardians of the Galaxy's humor, and people look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. So um, I don't think it, the, the average sheeple that are going to go to the movie are going to be swayed by it at all. No, they're that, probably would be, gonna... that would be me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're going to so, love it. So uh, it's gonna do well, and people are gonna enjoy it. And I won't—I probably won't, or maybe I will. I like Taika Waititi's other movie.
3: The fact that everyone is is constant, like every time a Marvel movie comes out, you're always hearing best Marvel movie, funniest Marvel movie. Yep. You know, they really topped themselves this time. Yep. And it's like, you guys don't have to keep doing that. Yes, right? we, like people are gonna see it. We you get se- it. You don't have to be trying to sell me like this is gonna be the greatest movie you see all year. No, it's not. No, no, it isn't. Yeah. I saw Blade Runner. It's good. Oh, I'm good for the year, man. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Even before the Star <laughs> like, Wars. I was going to say, I'll see Star Wars. I'm going to enjoy Star Wars. But I, I have a feeling it's probably not going to have me sit in the theater and go, holy shit, what did I just watch?
0: Look, I just want to watch Thor and 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 be and have a good time and enjoy myself and just have a big smile and not be too uh, have no eye roll moments and uh, just have a good time. And it looks like we're going to have a good time. We will give you our full thoughts on next week episode, listener. Uh, let's speaking of Star Wars, let's move on to a little bit of Disney Star Wars news. Now we talked about how in was it a late summer, Kathleen Kennedy fired Lord and Miller off of the Han Solo uh, movie. They were like uh, four months into shooting and only had like a couple of weeks left. And uh, at the time, uh, they were saying, like, oh, this shit is usable. The shit they shot is usable. They brought in Ron Howard to retool the film. Well, turns out uh, it may not have been as usable as thought. Uh, From an article from Screen Rant, they say on the latest episode of Star Wars News Nets, The Resistance Broadcast, it is revealed from inside sources that Ron Howard reshot nearly all of solo for and what does that tell for you? For possibly twice the budget. Oh shit! It tells me that their shit was completely off the mark and not usable. And man, they- it was so basically like
2: there's a certain like uh, I don't I, I don't know what the word is, but there's a certain area where Star Wars falls into. Yes. And they were so outside of it that they, they couldn't match it. Uh, yes. It's got to live in certain parameters, but you can yes. shift around within there. And it sounds like they were just way the fuck out. So Ron out- Howard was trying to do like a little bit straighter of a movie. And they, he it, it wouldn't match up. It just wasn't going to match. No,
0: and it would it would have been a fucking mishmash had they tried to force it. Because those Ron Howard's style and their style, clearly it's not going to match. Well, Ron Howard did Splash. Yeah, but then like, you know, now that was a long time ago. That's when he was a little bit hungrier too. You look at now he just does like your typical like Apollo 13s, very straightforward dramas, kind of safe stuff. Uh the estimate that at least eighty percent of the spinoff was reshot under Howard's watch comes as bit as a shock since there was allegedly a few weeks left in principal photography when they were fired. Um, so uh uh Del Hauer, what do you think about this re- nearly reshot? Good idea or is this a disaster?
3: Uh, I've got a a few thoughts on it. Number one, the fact that it's saying that they completely or almost entirely reshot it for like twice the budget just goes to show that because it's Disney, they don't give a shit about the money. No, they don't, clearly. But because they also did that and they put so much more money into it to redo it, that means this will then be the safest Star Wars movie we've ever seen.
0: It has to because my question was, can this movie even now make money? Uh, we well, just doubled. You just split its profit margin in half a little
3: bit. Uh, Maybe. I mean, at the same time, they understand that Star Wars means that they're printing money anyway. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But th- I have uh, this is the the like coldest reception I have seen online from S- Star Wars fans for a Star Wars movie. That's mystifies me because
2: Han Solo is easily everyone's favorite character in all of the Star early Star Wars yeah, movies. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like next to Vader, he
3: is he is the guy everyone
2: loves. Yeah. Loved. So if like I think what happens is everybody's boners got taken down when they heard bad shit about this movie. And so now no one's excited about it at all. And But <laughs> if, if Ron Howard manages to fucking do something that's pretty cool with with Han Solo and the movie resonates with people, like, I think it's gonna be a big deal. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if what Disney's got up its sleeve, but they seem to um they lose money on on things uh sometimes like John Carter of Mars and, and stuff like that, where they misfire, but uh, I think that they're yeah they're but being they, really safe yeah. they're being really controlling they're trying to
3: tell the story that they want out oh yeah and that the trouble is is like I was one of the I was one of the people where when they said, okay, you know uh Lord and Miller are gone and we're gonna be bringing in Ron Howard I went, okay fine yeah I have never had a problem with Ron Howard as a director I think he does a very good job I think he services the the stories he wants to tell and he does find visually satisfying ways to do that he is not going to blow my mind, no, but I'm also yeah. not going to sit here going, what the fuck is this? And how could you have let it be on screen?
0: Well, look, as, uh, he's undeniably made some great films. Like there's no arguing. What's that. his worst movie? Uh, somebody look it up because I <laughs> was going to mention that Kathleen Kennedy. The problem with this movie is they, we already knew that they didn't like uh, Elden uh, Eldon Ridge, Alden, Elden Ridge, whatever the guy playing solo. Yes, They weren't, you know, blown away by his performance. So that's an issue. Also, you know, Ron Howard making a safe movie. Like this is not a hard movie to hit out of the park because uh, Bob Iger, the CEO, he revealed some of the plot points. Now who doesn't want to see this? Who doesn't want to see Han meet Chewbacca for the first time? Who doesn't want to see Han Solo get the millennium Falcon for the first time? Like this is really easy beats to hit and make this a fan favorite. Going back to the money, the force awakens cost $245 million. Rogue one, which had its own reshooting a lot of the end that uh, cost $200 million. So if solo is now twice the budget, like this movie has to make like a billion dollars just to like break even almost. You make a little bit of profit.
3: I would say if you're going to put a label on one of Ron Howard's movies as his worst movie, yes, it may be Inferno the third uh, Dan Brown and book still, movie that they made. And that still was okay. And that still was an okay movie. Other than that, maybe the Gr- How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim uh, Carrey. Oh, uh, I mean, Inferno you can kind of blame Dan Brown, I think. You can. What? I was going to say, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, they went balls to the wall with, like, making that movie. I like, thought it looked great, but, like... It was wh- very Tim Burton.
0: Wh- wh- yes, but when you take, like, a half-hour cartoon and try to pad it out to a fucking feature-like film, like, but, that's
2: what's
3: oh, going to happen. You can't happen. blame Howard for that, though. No, it's no. whoever wrote if, it. Yeah,
2: That movie, Rush... Was was good that race car movie? Oh, yeah. I never saw that one. That was good. I uh, mean, Frost I Nixon was gonna say, very Fr-
3: good. Frost Nixon. He made a compelling movie out of two fucking people sitting at a table talking.
2: Yeah, A Beautiful yeah. Mind. Apollo, right? 13, Apollo thirteen. Ransom. Backdraft. Uh, don't forget, I was gonna say Backdraft, Backdraft is still one of my Willow. favorites. All Bung right, Bug is cocoon. a great movie. Cocoon, Splash. So like, so a Willow, movie. like, Willow is in this wheelhouse right here. Willow is in
3: the Star Wars wheelhouse.
0: Ah, that's like the only All fantasy right. thing. Yeah, he's kind of Ron done. Ron Howard
3: pulled off turning Wilford Brimley into a <laughs> randy old man in a cocoon.
0: Yes, Wilford Brimley yes. is awesome. Ah, beat us. No, uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I
2: think he's got it in him to make a good movie here.
0: I'm just like, th- like I, they're probably kicking themselves for hiring Lord Miller, because
2: what a waste of time and money. Well, Jesus. Look, this is, you got to use the psychology, all right? If they would have put out Lord and Miller's thing, it would have made some money because people were going to buy tickets for Star Wars no matter what, but then it would be such a shit stain yeah. if it didn't go over well with people that they could never recoup no. that character. So they have to now... For the next Han Solo movie and the one after that, they have to make sure that this one comes out of the gate with a decent. Even even though there's this, there's a smell stench of failure on it from Lord and Miller, uh, if if they could kind of just recoup their losses on this one, they're they're not going to make money in this movie. They're, they're going to make a movie on the
3: second Han Solo movie.
0: Or it could, like, work for them and people, you know, the, go in with low expectations and then uh, just love this movie.
3: I mean, and honestly, having Ron Howard directing this movie, I feel like there is at least, like, a cosmic sort of, maybe not justice, yeah. but, like, it, it's got this this kind of really great connection in the fact that, he starred in George Lucas's first major movie uh, oh, Amer- American American uh, graffiti American
0: graffiti and Harrison Ford also. Oh
3: uh, yeah. So which
0: to have him then
3: like come back and he's now directing a movie about Harrison Ford's character like That's pretty cool. That's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of buying tickets to a Star Wars movie, which you can buy tickets to The Last Jedi already. You you can't have for a long time. Uh according to the Wall Street Journal, Disney's got some crazy terms that they apply to movie theaters if they want to show The Last Jedi. Uh, according to the journal, theater owners have to agree to a serious and unusual set of terms in order to earn the privilege of showing the new Star Wars movie first. Disney is insisting on a 65% share of ticket sales revenue. Up from a standard 55% asked by most Hollywood studios, and I think they asked for 64% for Rogue One or The Force Awakens. Um, this uh, Wall Street Journal is calling this a new benchmark. Disney's also requiring theaters to reserve at least four weeks in the largest auditorium available exclusively for The Last Jedi screenings. And if a theater violates any of the above terms, well, then Disney reserves the right to charge an additional. 5% of ticket sales revenue ah. as penalty for any violation. Theater donors, you must comply. we we'll want to be in full compliance here uh, because Disney will fucking take all your money. Hey, if you want to sell that popcorn. Look, th- <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Is this
3: thuggish behavior or smart business? This is why you get movie pass.
0: Uh, well, that's a good they're raising their price sneakily, i heard, or they put something in their terms of service that says we have the right to raise our change our prices whenever oh, we sure. want. it's
3: what Netflix did. They as a company have the right to choose at some point to raise the price if they see fit, because that's how it works. This is this is really going to hurt, I think, the smaller theaters, because if you're in a
0: big regal, uh, you know, AMC with 20 screens fine but what if there's like these little independent theaters that have one screen that can't show anything else for a month well then maybe move out of your bullshit pot on town <laughs> maybe, I mean maybe want get to me? a real theater <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe live <laughs> in a real city <laughs> how about you move into the 21st century oh snap no but in the, we have I have a Davis theater it's an independent theater they have three screens the biggest one they want to show the last Jedi they're gonna to have to book that for a month I don't know Rex what do you think is this thuggish well, listen. Uh, I, the theaters make their money on selling the the concessions, the popcorn and correct. the drinks, all and right. the
2: concessions, and all that shit. Um, I don't know. It's weird. They can do whatever they want. At Disney. They really
0: can. Like you said, they, they really they can. print money. Who's not going to want to have this, this movie? This is what you
2: when you see. The capitalist corporation,
0: the fuck yous Jesus, are bound. Sixty-five to seventy percent of ticket yeah, sales they're, they're going to they get got on got this fucking buy the fucking movie. Bulls. So this thing's going to make a billion dollars overnight. If the,
2: if the theaters were like fuck you, we're
0: not showing your movie, then then they would I, be like, oh. Fuck. I've heard there may be bo- theaters boycotting. I couldn't find any. Oh stores, bullshit! But
2: bullshit!
3: You are not going to have a theater boycotting you don't, you don't showing so? the fucking Star Wars. You
0: don't think so? what are they going to show instead fucking geostorm
3: it's five bucks come on in oh hey uh i'm here i'm here to see last jedi oh no we're not showing that movie because disney wanted us to charge too much all right well then um (laughs) do you know a theater in town that is showing it (laughs) (laughs) i'll see you later then
0: uh yeah wow i mean uh, half good business half wow fucking mobster tactics whatever that's what they are they're corporate mobsters meanwhile
3: i i say we get scott maradou to uh Yes. weigh in on this. Oh,
0: I think that's a great idea. What?
3: Uh, that, we'll just wind him up and get Fall him going. Up. It's what? Like fucking four in the morning Speaking there? Get of, on here.
0: of Meridu, we found out where he is. Make sure you listen to the Podcapers musical episode. There's voice acting. You may hear some familiar
3: voices. I am more than a little upset that I was not asked to be a part <laughs> Look, of this. Uh, blame David Miloski. He's the I one who the other for most things. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. Sorry. It's actually a lot of fun. I'll put a link in the show notes. I haven't
3: listened to it yet, it's but I'm, I, I have it on my, my list. I'm looking forward to uh,
0: so, meanwhile, Kathleen Kennedy just came out today. She's planning the next ten years. She of came fucking... out good for her. She came out
1: you know, finally. It's yes, 2017.
3: It's about time. No,
1: you sorry. do, you I'm sorry. Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy.
0: <laughs> uh, no, look, there. She said we're planning the next ten years of movies after Episode Nine and whatever the next solo film is. So, Star Wars is not going anywhere for a while, people. So settle
3: in. Give it, it will. Think? It will outlive me. It, it has it been will, here before me. It will be here it, after just I die. Like
0: cockroaches, they will be
3: here after the nuclear apocalypse.
0: Uh, last little bit of movie news I got here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, Danny Elfman who's scoring Justice League. Said he was going to use uh, John Williams' original Superman theme and like kind of a dark motif. And I was like, dude, he. I need to hear the Batman theme. Like, what? Why wouldn't you use that? Well. Uh, I got it here, right from Danny Elfman himself. I'm going to let him say the words.
1: No, you
3: will not hear a new theme for Batman. <laughs> you'll hear Batman's theme for Batman. Uh, the the Hans Zimmer hot score for the last film. Or- no, you'll hear Batman's theme. Batman has only had one theme, your theme. Yeah. Now Hans has done some wonderful, very p- driving, rhythmic stuff, but there's only been ever one theme, and uh, it's the it's Batman's theme. Get I have ready. never heard that's- a man masturbate harder. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he totally was being a huge cock at all. Oh no, 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 Batman's only had one theme, and the one I wrote about no, for no, no, him. No, 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 Batman. What about, oh, what oh, about no. that? He- that's the thing is I was going to say, <laughs> was, he was he talking like, oh, about that theme? Oh, he's going to use Batman's theme. I was like, oh, like Batman.
0: Yeah, he's going to use the Yeah, six- come on. Yeah. That's what he meant. Batman has one theme and it is clearly the 66 Batman theme yeah it, yeah it. no I want to hear da, 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 da. I mean it doesn't hurt that like the animated series used it like the music is so it's so good It just I want to hear up. the
3: theme from the Schumacher movies never I don't even know what that was <laughs> it's just like a watered down <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was such a ripoff of Danny elfman it's not even funny
0: <laughs> I'm I'm glad we're gonna hear a little bit of old school batman theme uh okay a couple of TV bits. Uh, This I thought was interesting. So that new warrior show that's being made with Squirrel Girl and Night Thrasher and Speedball was supposed to be on Freeform, which is a Disney owned like family teeny bopper uh, network.
3: It's legitimately what used to be ABC Family.
0: ABC Family rebranded Freeform. But it's not going to be on Freeform anymore. They really... Why? Look, I, this is weird because Freeform wanted this so badly. Uh, they screened the pilot. People love the pilot. They wanted it to come out in 2018. And for some reason, Freeform couldn't find a date for them in
3: 2018. There's 365 days. I
0: like. know. What, you couldn't find a fucking uh, a, a slot for this? So they're shopping it around, but there is talk that it may be on their forthcoming subscription service, except that that service isn't starting till 2019. So... I don't know where this thing is going to land now. Here is the, the more interesting line that's kind of buried halfway in this article, Hollywood Reporter. It says, sources suggest Disney-owned Marvel, which has a multiple-show deal at Netflix that includes Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, The Defenders, and the upcoming Punisher, is no longer able to sell to outside companies. Parentheses, Marvel denies that. Uh, if true, that would seemingly limit the potential new homes for new warriors. It could indicate the new Year's could wind up on Disney's streaming video on-demand service. Uh, but uh, like I said, it's going to start in 2019. So this is weird. They, I don't understand. They can't make anything outside of anything that's owned by Disney. What, what, what do you think that is?
2: Uh, control. They don't want anybody getting any of the money for any of their Oh, I mean, oh yeah, they,
3: that's right? why they were going to ABC families because it was already yeah. Disney owned. It's all And except- now that they apparently have something premiering every day next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guarantee you they'll, they'll have, they'll hold it till 2019. They'll just put it on the streaming service.
0: Uh and but they're sitting on this amazing pilot and like do you even continue make the, they want it to get a second season pickup already. Um but what about the Netflix shit? That's the only thing that doesn't exist. As soon as they can detangle they're gonna that pull it. Out,
2: out of yeah. out of Netflix, they're going to take that out too. I
0: wonder when that expires, can they just yank it? But they're clamping down. Disney just wants all the monies. They got to be f- Marvel and uh, they got to be fuming at like Fox and not what they're doing with the mutants and actually starting to get things right again and make exciting X-Men related content. Uh, they're probably like, God damn it. And, and meanwhile, IMAX came out and said they lost $11 million on the Inhumans. And it was a giant mistake. Yeah. Everybody makes better Marvel TV shows yeah. than Marvel. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting that uh, Disney is yeah, it's got more, more control over where they can uh, make their shit. This next piece of news, I just think it's fucking silly and hilarious because we talk about how Gotham uh, on Fox is the most ridiculous show ever. Uh, they recast Poison Ivy with Maggie Geha in the middle of seasons. Well, guess what? They're recasting Poison Ivy yet again. Oh, shit. I don't know why. I thought. Is she molting? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Maggie Geha looked and it, pretty and sweet. And even older broad now. She, they, yeah, might they just wanna, keep aging her up. Look, I thought Maggie Geha looked pretty fine in those green dresses and the red hair. Like, I thought she was going to get a job. They they've recast with Peyton List. Who's, fu- who's not even a redhead? No, oh, and way. she's from. The, she's been on The Flash and Tomorrow People. She will join Gotham as Ivy Pepper slash Poison Ivy when the character returns to the show early in twenty eighteen.
3: Ah. Uh, wh- so is she just going to like rapidly age? So by the time there is a Batman, she'll be ninety. Uh,
0: maybe I think. Oh, I think she drank some shit on the show and she's now transforming again. Uh, Claire Foley was the original
3: <laughs> girl. I've done that too. Frat parties are a bitch. <laughs>
0: Like nobody nobody's ever done this before. Cast the same person three No, games? This is like this is like the Batman movies from the 90s, only like in a TV show, like one season at a time. Just keep fucking they should oh just change God. the whole
3: cast every they season. They should get Chris be, O'Donnell on this show. That would be hilarious.
0: They should maybe Alicia Silverstone needs a part also.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, no. She's too busy breastfeeding her 20-year-old. <laughs>
0: Oh, it looks horrible, Go- by the Go- way. Well, yeah. Well, Gotham could recast its show every season, and no one would even fucking care. At oh this my point.
3: god, they should have done Gotham like um, True Detective. Oh yeah, just had every season be new stories with a different cast. Anthology Gotham would have been good. It would have been great because <laughs> I mean, you know what? Because that would have followed the goddamn comic.
0: <laughs> the show, though, is still. Cri- I have no idea what they're doing. Entertaining and like they should recast Bruce Wayne. Like, yes, and-, and and maybe
3: Gordon. That makes more sense.
0: Maybe Ben McKenzie. Although Miranda. Oh, yeah, they just have Bruce too. Wayne drink a
3: secret good. potion and then he's Batman and he's 40.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. That's how you do the time jump. They got Ivy to age up. Just have that dude touch Bruce. every.
3: Oh, they poison the whole city and everybody ages up like 15 years. And they're
0: all their adult counterparts and it's like a Batman comic book. Oh, fucking think, God, think Why am I not writing I this I think he just solved their problem. Oh, that would be good. Gotham. Get on that. Okay. Last bit of news. It's video game news. Uh, the Spider-Man game for PlayStation four, the game that almost makes me want to buy a PlayStation because it's like the Arkham asylum. Just shut up and do it, man. Uh, Dude. If I had fucking a spare, what is it? 400 fucking dollars. Uh, I don't know. They they had that, that gameplay. the gameplay trailer. It was like eight minutes. It was so great. They've put out another trailer and it's more like a story. You got cutscenes.
3: Yeah, from the uh Paris Games Week. They put out a trailer ah, for it. And you
0: see Miles Morales in there, and then you see uh, the most interesting thing I thought for in a brief shot, it looks like you play as Mary Jane.
3: Yes. I was talking to Peter about okay, this.
0: Okay, how does that what is this? Why are you uh, playing as he, Mary Jane?
3: You, so if they don't we don't know fully what it is that you're doing when you, if you, you know, play as Mary Jane, it does look that way. It's kind of the screen is set up as if it's a, uh, a gameplay moment. But uh Peter says he is fairly certain that means that they are going with like the investigative journalist version of Mary Jane.
0: Oh, okay. And, she, and it uh, looks
3: like she is in a bank when it is getting uh robbed. I see. And it may be some sort of a stealth mission where you have to try and as get Mary Jane like either get out or signal Peter uh, or something. Uh. The game looks sick, though. No, you got
0: like Osborne oh, running God, for Mare. it. Looks I'm so happy it's Mr.
3: Negative, too.
0: Mr. Negative, which is like a way deep cut villain. Like, you've never seen him in a video game, you barely see him in the comic books. Uh,
3: the, he would be so awesome for one of the movies.
0: Visually, yeah, the villain looks amazing. Visually, like, what a great effect to just like have the the negative of uh exposure as your look, man. Yeah, I, the graphics yeah. are awesome. When you and Peter Kendall stream this live, let me know because I'm not buying uh, the PlayStation, we, but I'll I watch say you the, play. the
3: day it comes out. We'll we'll have how do I jump? We'll be streaming that. Yes. It'll just be us yelling.
0: Uh, we'll, jock and nerd listeners, we will all uh we'll all go watch the live stream. Oh, fantastic. Because I, I'm i not paying to fucking buy it. <laughs> I want to see this game. <laughs> Amron can, so if you could just not buy weed for a month, you could have a PlayStation. That's never going to happen. How am I going to function? Fuck PlayStation. You smoke up and you think you're playing video games. That's good enough. <laughs> I play video games with my laser on the wall.
3: Hold oh. on. It's a quick time event. You're not moving. I know I'm losing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it looks so pretty. All right. That's the news for now, everybody. We'll take a quick break, play some promos of some indie pods, and we'll be back with Stranger Things uh, right after this. After these
1: messages, we'll be right back. Welcome to Film Roast. Hey, everyone. Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated
3: and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Roast Show, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com Film Roast. Happy roasting! My name is Carrie Sims, and I host sketching comedy with my artist friends, Imran Javed. Hey, that's me! And Phil Rude each week, live on YouTube. Hang out with us as I learn and discuss the legends of comic book art and comedians while the
0: fellows are creating live drawings during the show. I learned Jack Kirby most closely identified with his creation with thing.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right,
0: Gary. He was an old-school tough guy, and it's because he was in a street gang in New York. Visit BlazingCaribouStudio.com or tune in each week on our YouTube channel and download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Catch you later!
3: Hi. I'm Drew. I'm Nate. And I'm Tanner. And we are the hosts of Headline Heroes. Every week, we take a bizarre out there article. Germans build underground pipeline for beer, an attempt to create a superhero or villain. The obvious one is that they have a giant robot that runs off of beer. Along the way, we discuss powers, design a costume, and of course, struggle with a name. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No. no. Graham Graham <laughs> Sam Sam? No. And inevitably, we get off subject and talk about the really important stuff.
2: I did go to Bill Engvall's website. And And I just want to tell you a couple of things I'm
3: seeing here. Please do. I wish you would. But we always arrive with the super creation we are proud of. Join Headline Heroes every Tuesday as we try to make reality a little more super.
0: So at the top of the show, you guys, I always like to talk to the new listener, kind of welcome them because every show is somebody's first show. I wanna make sure they know what kind of horseshit they're gonna get to before they waste the rest of their hour and a half. Hopefully, they keep listening after that. But right now, I wanna to talk to our regular listeners because you guys are awesome. Thanks for slotting us into your life every week. I know people have a routine, and you guys, whether you listen at work, on the way to work, while you're walking your dog, like you choose to play this. We're not forcing you to listen. Uh, unless someone is forcing you to listen, in which case you may be being tortured, and you might want to reassess your current situation.
3: By the way, you're welcome.
0: Uh, you're thank you, Matt. These Matt speaks for the listener. Uh, as the, you're welcome, but I also want to say, if you love the show and week after week, and you want more show, join the fan club over at jockander.com/slash Patreon. Where if you sign up, pledge for a low monthly pledge, you get bonus. Show an access to a bonus RSS feed that has tons of extra content uh, for you to enjoy. Every week, we add more. Uh, there's stuff like, for example, instant reactions to movies, which this weekend, by the time the show posts, we will have our instant reactions up to Thor Ragnarok, which is the thing where right after walking out of the movie, Anthony and I separately, because we don't go to see the movie together, we'll just pull out our our, our phone and uh, pop open the voice recorder and just tell you what we thought right away. Walking out of the theater, couple of minutes, extra bonus content. Uh, and we have a new patron Dragon nerd, geek boner. Whoa. super huge. Thank you. And shout out to Bonner Domling Demling Demling. Thank you. And the reason Matt Del Howard knows how to say her name is because buddy, you turned her onto the show. First of all, it's a female. Oh, shit. Uh, a female. I think she's the only female listening to us. So thank you for that. And thank you for pledging Matt. How do you know her? And how did you turn her onto the show? This is fantastic.
3: Uh, Bonner is a very good friend of mine. We work together in Sketchprov Comedy right out on. of New York and New Jersey. She is one of our amazingly talented writer and performers. Uh, and when we did the last What the Fuck Happened, I was uh, promoting myself all over Facebook like I do because I can never shut up about me. And she said, oh, you were on a podcast. I said, yes. And she decided to download that one and listen to it and said she enjoyed it. So she then downloaded all of the What the Fuck Happened episodes. Right on. Uh, and then once that was done, I said, hey, if you like me as much as I like me. And she said, I think I do. Um, <laughs> I, I gave her the rest of the episodes that I've appeared on on here, which we today realized is at least six like sixteen episodes. Oh,
1: shit. Holy shit! Damn
2: straight, I think that you win the uh, most biggest guest yes. that's been on repeated oh, times. the
0: biggest. he is the <laughs> biggest of them all and the garthiest. But yeah, yes. he's the largest <laughs> and he's been on the and most the gingerest. But, yeah, you yeah. hold the all-time record of, uh, you know, guest appearance on Jock and Nerd. Jock uh, Nerd! Congratulations. But, Bonner, thank you. Thank you so much. I have instructed Delhauer to, next time he sees you, thank you profusely until it's uncomfortable that he's thanking you. This is
3: how much I want to thank you. <laughs> I've already told her this, and she said, <laughs> let Imran know that he has given you the easiest job.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So, that's good. Uh, I'm glad that didn't take uh, too much out of you. But, look, right now, Bonner... Uh, I'm going to read out all the list of these awesome people that you are joining in the fan club. Thank you to all of the following people. John Seifert, Gabriel Bosco, which I think I had his name backwards when I made the Bosco. I said Bosco Gabriel. You did. I think it's Gabriel Bosco, whatever. Uh, Anthony Appadaka, Jimmy Graben, Joe Henry, David Zika, Jimmy McPike, Wes Cranford, Matthew Lawrence, Ron Hans, Adam Morris, Carrie McGinnis, who was formerly Carrie Sims from blazing caribou studios. She got married. Congratulations. Steven Tran, Joe from Work, Steve Morrison, Matt Delhauer, David Molaski from A Place to Hang Your Cape, and Philip Milan. I can't thank you guys enough. That is a long ass list. And uh That's pretty yeah, good. The list is getting long. It's
2: gonna be too long to read pretty soon. If the if the list gets double this size, I'll do my own show just exclusively for the the people who also pay. bonner I'll be on
1: it.
0: <laughs> that
3: yeah. will be awesome. Oh, It'll be a double rug boy show. I'll do the whole show as rug Boys. I'll put that in <laughs> one of our goals.
0: Also Bonner at the level you pledged, it's a new level. Uh, I've added the, uh, a reward where you can pick a movie for us to review. And we'll do like a Patreon exclusive movie review of whatever you want because you are pledging at that tier. So there you go. Make sure pick a good one, make it count. Thank you, everyone. Does it have to be a
3: new movie? No, it, it could be, be whatever. All oh, it fuck, says all right. is pick a movie for us to review. Pick a movie for us. Yeah, to review. that could. Oh, Jesus. This could that be. Could, this that, could, could, be a, this that could, could be a goddamn shit show. Yes,
0: absolutely. So I'm excited.
2: It could turn
3: into its. It could turn she into its own. what the fuck fuck watch happen. something. Yes. Yes. yes oh, My does. God, that's a
2: lot of power.
3: That's a lot make of power. Us
2: watch like anything,
0: listener. If you want that power, pledge at the same tier. Visit Jocketer.com slash Patreon, and we'll do. Both. They already did Mac and me.
2: So forget no, about that. That was
0: on the 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 three six five Flicks crossover. This, we'll do this just for the Patreon listeners. We'll review whatever movie Bonner wants to start. See how it goes. All right. Let's get to Stranger Things. There's a spoiler. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. In case you have not watched either season of Stranger Things, Stronger Thongs uh, season two. But before we get to season two, look, I'm really excited to, that we're finally going to talk about this because we didn't really talk about the first season and now we get to do a proper review. So I think we should start with, uh, our quick thoughts on season one and you know, the impact it had and what it did using eighties references and how, cause this thing was like a, it was like a, a sleeper. Like it was, it was a uh, flying under the radar. No one really knew about it. And it was a word of mouth spread. Suddenly people were like, have you seen the stranger things? It's really good. Uh, and much different than the premiere of season two, where now it's this huge thing unto itself. Uh, but Rugs, season yes. one. When you saw it originally, All right, Let me let me set the tone here. Yeah. I was, uh, I
2: it it kind of snuck up on me. Yes, I had just returned from uh, a a trip, and I acid was trip? like fucking LSD yeah. shrooms. I was traveling oh. and I came back and I was fucking all fucking fucked up from the trip. You know when you lose sense of space and time. So yes. I was like, that sounds like acid. That's yes. an acid trip. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. you took so acid or mushrooms, whatever. Okay. Anyway, so um. <laughs> I put the TV on and I was like, what's to watch? And I put uh, the Netflix on and then stranger things. And I saw that title come on. And I saw that music that heard that music. And I was just like immediately sucked into this nostalgia. I was like, I'm, I'm on board for this. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck I was watching. I liked all these things that were unfolding that were also callbacks to things that I grew up with. Yep. And, uh, I really liked the first season. Um, even though towards the end it's kind of got a little weak, but uh, the whole beginning, the whole beginning of that thing was like really strong, sucked me in. So uh, I think I have a really good place in my heart for Stranger Things, the first season.
3: Right on, so. Delhauer. What were your thoughts after watching the first season? Well, I was going to say now that I think about it, I'm trying to remember how it was that I first found out to watch. Stranger yeah, Things. I couldn't remember.
0: Somebody just told me. I think. No, I, no I think idea. it was.
3: I think it was Nerdist told ah. me about it Oh, ah, okay but yeah i just remember like whether it was that or so, like a friend whoever it was like just you know i was told uh you know it's set in the 80s it's got a lot of references to like some of these great movies and it's it's like you know goonies meets stand by me meets et yep. meets stephen king and like i was just like this you're just checking boxes left or right man yep. i'll check this show out absolutely and then after just that opening scene with the dude getting attacked in the the, the labs, yeah I was like I'm fucking in. I don't even care what happens from here on out. Like that was badass. I I I loved the first season. I thought it was great. I I don't remember really feeling like it got weak in the end of it. I think it's also because like I I marathoned the first 4 episodes of that show like just immediately with my brother and my then wife Lisa. Uh, J- J- like I, th- I remember we sat down we were going to watch it and she was like Lisa was just like I don't know what this is like I don't know if I'm going to like it or anything and we finished the first episode she's like alright let's watch the next one and it got to the point where we were like five episodes in and my bro- it's like two in the morning and my brother's <laughs> like I am I have to go to bed I can't keep watching and she goes no we're finishing the season yep. and it was like she was more hooked than anybody but we all wound up like coming back the next day and actually finishing the show but it was I just remember like it was like it was like watching a movie because there was I don't have it like this season. I was more set on like I'll watch like one or two every day or so yeah, to kind of yeah. space it Spread out it and out. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But like the first season. I was like, fuck that, man. I got to finish this now.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I had a lot of the same experience as you guys. I can't remember who, who told me, but then you start the show and you're like, wait, was this made in the 80s? When was this made? Just perfect. You have the VHS scratches over the credits and it, and it is it's every 80s movie all in one. It was only eight episodes. And this is a show where immediately the mystery is in the first episode. That first episode is such an amazing hook. I think I just I watched that and then I just watched all of them. Back to back right there. Yeah, I think I watched it all in one sitting. In one sitting because it was it's that easy of a watch and yeah, the nostalgia that it was hitting was fantastic. I started watching it at like ten o'clock in the morning. Oh,
2: so you had the whole I had the whole day ahead of me. Yeah. Nice. And I had nothing to do. And
0: uh yeah, as soon as that kid disappears, yes. you're like you're hooked because you're like, "What? The, find yeah. this fucking what kid? the fuck is going on?" Exactly. It yeah. opens with the mystery hooks you in. Now, look, considering the Duffer Brothers shopped this thing around to a lot of places and got a lot of rejections, they had it was very risky. There are a lot of pop culture '80s references, but instead of them being pandering and forced or substituting drama, like the show lives inside these references, like it lives in the world, and so oh, yeah. And that's so the, the beauty
3: of it. The video that you put up on on the the group page that was talking about, you know, the intertextuality yes. as used by Stranger Things yes. and how it was actually like, you know, referencing but using that to build its own story and everything. Yep, yep. Funny enough, made me think of Ryan Johnson's movie Looper. Yes. Yes. Because if you watch Looper, you think to yourself you're like, "Oh man, like this movie is Terminator meets akira yeah. meets 12 monkeys and like the whole but ne- there's never a moment when you're watching it where you're like oh this is fucking terminator you assholes no, it's like, right, no right it's it has that element to it but it's its own story and you're already invested
0: yeah and this stranger things does the same way it's i mean it's et it's poltergeist it's uh goonies it's everything it's predator but it made it does its own thing with it it puts its own spin and it's used to enhance the characters and the story and uh yeah after watching it i was like this is the best show ever
3: i thought i think one of the things that really helped it as well is outside of winona Ryder, i didn't know fucking anybody yes in this show yes and even winona Ryder was like, a
0: great throwback cast pick and they've done that this season yeah. too i love their and cast. it was
3: just like it was like all right i know winona Ryder, so i know you know she's a recognizable face but everybody else was just the character like only now can i can i tell you who david harbour is yes yes but then it was like it was hopper and Finn, dustin and, Mike and, and
0: gaten matarazzo like he, and Millie Bobby Brown they're almost like household names now from this it's crazy Uh, but Winona Ryder like it was that even to me added so much more because I used to have a huge crush on Winona Ryder from Mermaids Heathers uh, Welcome Back Roxy Carmichael early Winona Ryder like
3: Oh dude, Beetlejuice Winona Beetlejuice, Rider was my. Like my that jam. era,
0: Mono Rider had a huge fucking crush on her. And that, I was like, that, wow.
3: That explains a lot about the girls that I go after.
0: Oh <laughs> 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 shit. They, they'll never hold up yeah. to what was her name in Beetlejuice?
3: Uh, uh Lydia. 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 Deetz. Dietz. They'll
0: never be Lydia Dietz. I'm looking for yeah. my Lydia Dietz. Uh so yes, great show. Everyone, it became water cooler talk instantly. And now that was 2016 uh, and now Halloween 2017 with much Ballyhoo and 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 lots of expectations, lots of press, uh, the second season drops. And uh, like my, I think like you, Matt, I didn't really watch all of it at once. Uh, I did kind of break it up.
3: No, I had a lot of friends who like they did like in a matter of a day or a day and a half. They marathoned like the entire season. And like so many of them were complaining about it, they're like, <laughs> "I shouldn't have done that." I'm so <laughs> mad that it in I did two days. that. Two
0: days. Uh, so look, le- I got a link here. We'll just jump to some numbers. According to Business Insider, first of all, Nielsen has got a thing. They've cracked, allegedly cracked, Netflix's ratings. They have an SVOD solution that now can measure sub- sub- subscription based streaming content. Netflix. I don't know what's the confirm or deny these, but they have said. 361,000 people in America watched all 9 episodes of Stranger Things 2 in the first 24 hours. It was out oh, shit. on Netflix. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Uh the first episode had 15.8 million viewers, which does beat out The Walking Dead's 3-day rating for the season 8 premiere. They they the the live rating was 11 million. The live plus three was 15. This thing was almost 16 million viewers. I wonder how many of
3: them really had to be wearing shit and pants.
0: Yes. No, probably nobody.
3: Uh, So uh, interesting
0: enough in the, in this, they give you the, the viewer numbers per episode. So first episode 15, and then this is weird. It drops by a lot. It's 15 million, 13.7, 11.6, 9.3, 8 million, 6.4, 5.3 million, 4.9 4.9 million, last episode, 4.6. So averaging out around 4 million were still watching
3: it. I was going to say, yes. uh, that's that's only going over a 24-hour period, Yeah, I feel so like.
0: It, it's like one of two things. Either people dropped off and they're like, no, I don't want to watch this, or they're taking the time and no, they're I still watching it. I think a lot it. of
3: people took their time with yeah. this. We've gotten to a point where I feel like the binging, like, fad. Yeah is really starting to, to it's, fade.
0: it's starting to wear on people because people are yeah. starting to
3: recognize like i was listening to the the nerdist episode that had the duffer brothers on it yeah and they were talking about this where it's the idea of like it takes them like 13 yes. 14 months <laughs> yes. to put out this season and, and, then they're you like, consume and people are gonna it watch in it in nine hours. hours and it's done yeah you're like Fuck! That's what I did this for. And then it's then they're all going to sit there and be like, "Man, I wish there were more episodes." It's like, "Yeah, we we're going to have to wait another fucking year and a half, champ."
0: Like- it's that first person to watch it and be cool thing that everyone's trying to do. Well, I think the other problem is you, know is you get also, spoiled. Have, yeah,
3: yeah, you have a yes. lot of people where it's yes. they they want to finish it now because God forbid they go on Facebook. And somebody puts up a, a thing about, you know, episode eight or whatever. And they're like, fuck you. I'm not that far. <laughs> yes. But some yeah, of these, you sh- want to get rid of that. You right can't, away. you
2: don't.
0: Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to consume all of it. And some of these shows, like they're, they hook you. They're made with amazing cliffhanger endings. Like the first season, like I said, it was very easy to just sit and watch all of it yeah, right away. The cliffhangers on the first season were, were,
3: were awesome. Were so they good. still did them well this season.
0: Yes, well, speaking of this season, let's get opening thoughts. Uh, We'll do this like we do our movie reviews. We'll do opening thoughts. We'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Stuff that worked, stuff that didn't work. Uh, Who wants to start? Uh, Del, how are you? The guest.
3: All right, I'll uh, I'll kick it off. Kick it off. Um, Opening thoughts are, uh, number one, I greatly enjoyed this season. Uh, I I do not think it was as good as season one, Mm. but I do not mean to say that in a matter of like it was bad. Right, right. Uh, This was still... An amazing I- entry into a great sh- into a great series. Yep. Um. I feel like everyone was very solid. Uh. I feel like while there were a couple issues here and there that I had with some episodes or some storytelling or whatever it was, I think it was an amazing uh follow up to the season that they had before it, and I absolutely look forward to seeing a season three. Uh. Very good, Rug Boy.
0: Yeah, opening thoughts on the season two of Stranger I'm kind of Things. along the same lines
2: as uh, Delhauer here. Okay. Like uh I I like the first season better. Um, but it, this is not bad by any means. Okay, it just missed a couple of steps. There were some issues with it, but uh, overall, I think I do like that. Um, it, you could tell the production values is is good and, and improved, and it's oh, yeah. a little bit more yeah, larger you definitely in scope see the budget. Yeah. So there's that. You could totally see that they're, you know, plunking down the money for this. Uh, I did enjoy some of the songs and and some of the callbacks and things. I don't think there were as much as the first season, mm-hmm. but I think overall, I did a good job fleshing out character arcs. I think that's what this season is more about than the other one. The other one was about this propelling the story forward. Yeah, yeah. All right. And this one was more about. Uh, Coloring like in these characters and Mm -hmm. and, and fleshing them out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which one do I like better? For more fun experience, I think um, you can't. It's an installment, just like in Game of Thrones. This is an installment. It's not the strongest one, but it's a it's a very needed one. Yep. Yep. So
0: I'll go with that. Uh, look I uh, I agree with both you guys like I uh, thoroughly entertaining I was excited to hang out with these guys again it's a great second half of this story that actually gives you kind of closure uh you know fantastic cast performances uh the 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 effects I thought looked really good because they went from practical effects literally a guy in a suit uh to a whole like visual effects team uh, I appreciated the ambition they put in to make the scope Bigger and uh and flesh out these characters, but uh, like you guys said, not without its flaws. And I think some of the problems also came from trying to make it bigger. It is one episode longer. Did it need to be? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I, I season one was it didn't have that like suck in and go quality of season one, but I loved getting some closure and a conclusion uh to the Hawkins Indiana gang. So, really, really the same thing. So What, what did we like? Let's start with, I'm going to start with costumes. I have this photo in here of them in their Ghostbuster Halloween outfit. And the reason I love this is because you guys probably did this too. I dressed up as Ghostbuster one year for Halloween. I had the jumpsuit and I took like a cardboard box and some rope and I like drew the proton pack shit on there. And I forgot how I made the blaster. But, like, this, so, because this show takes place in 84, season one, eighty three. I was, like, seven or eight years old. These guys are a little bit older than I am. But, man, it just takes me back to... Like, living in that time. It's so, they always nail that. So And the costumes yeah. overall were just so great. It's great, because if you look at
2: the picture, you have the one guy whose costume doesn't match the other guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> they all have different pockets. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. you could tell that they made it themselves. You
0: can't be Venkman. I'm Venkman. We can't have two Venkmans. Like, you had that argument with your friends when you were Ghostbusters. Nobody, oh, yeah. nobody, yeah. nobody to wants be to
3: be Winston. <laughs> no, no one wants to be Winston. Why? Because I'm black? Yeah, he's like, I can't be Winston. He says, well, that's so great. Um, I, what I loved about it too was because I've, I've really gotten into things like, um, like, you know, I, I did some cosplay for New York comic-con this year. I saw uh, you
0: working on that crazy ass. What was it? A Mad Max doing the, the Mad Max Yeah, costume. that shit
3: looked badass, dude. Um, the thing that, that I loved about it was looking and seeing the homemade quality that they did for the proton packs and how they had them built. Like, you know, the fact that it was the, uh, the, the vacuum cleaner vacuum tubes that they were using and my favorite bit was the fact that the the uh blasters for the proton were legitimately old like mid 80s uh, rubber band rifles
0: oh they were the oh that's right the rubber band rifles uh, dude, these proton packs are pretty good for kids. Like, I wish mine looked like that. It did well, not look think, near as I good. I think as those. what
3: they're trying to hint at is, if, uh, in the first episode, they show uh, Joyce sewing. Oh, right. uh, The patch onto the the arm for for Will. Yeah. Is I think they're trying to hint at the idea that like obviously either Will's mom or all of the parents were involved in getting these made as well.
0: Yeah, these are pretty tight tight right. proton packs.
3: And the funny thing is, is I remember now because because I'm younger than you guys, yeah. I didn't do the, the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. But I do remember when I was it was like 94, 95. A bunch of of my friends and I in the neighborhood all going as Power Rangers. OK. And because this was just the year that it came out, they didn't have like Power Ranger costumes out for you to have. Yeah. So it was um my next door neighbor's mom wound up actually making a lot of the costumes for everybody. So what she did was she was like cutting the the little like white diamond shapes and everything out of felt and like sewing them onto to colored sweatshirts and everything. It was like <laughs> so it was it was so homemade. I remember as a kid being like, this doesn't look anything like the show. Hey, what did you do with like, the helmet? As, uh, I don't even remember what we did. <laughs> I'd have to go back and see if we had pictures. I think. I think we may have spray painted like my dad's motorcycle helmet. Oh,
0: that's not bad. Oh, wow.
3: (laughs) Your dad must have loved that. well, this is at a point where now dad has three kids and not a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to use that anyway, son. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, But like, I just, just like as a kid being like, oh, this is really cheap looking. But like as an adult, looking back and being like, that was love. Like that was a woman who put time and effort into multiple kids in the neighborhood, getting to have costumes. Wow.
0: Absolutely. Ruggs, were you ever a uh, Ghostbuster Halloween? No.
3: No? What
0: was your favorite? No, well, I like Ghostbusters <laughs> the movie. I
2: love, I
3: love the way he says it. Like, were no. you a Ghostbuster? No, fuck you. Fuck well,
2: I, it's it's. Listen, when I was a kid, I was very into the physical. All right? So, like, I loved the Ghostbusters movie, but I was like, those guys are too old for me to be. Like, I, like, oh, I want to be John claude Van right. Damme. Oh. I want to be John claude Van Damme. I want to be some guy who's got muscles. Oh, interesting. Who can I don't want to be... Uh, you know, a uh, guy who's balding and uh, <laughs> has oh, a badge. Oh,
0: dude, I fucking love the Ghostbusters. The cartoon made me love them yeah. even more. The real Ghostbusters. I loved, Ghostbusters the movie, though. The I movies, loved that. Yeah. I
2: enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I watched it all the time, but I didn't want to, like, I didn't hero worship them and want to be there. So them.
0: Del Howard, let me ask you this real quick. This is something I want to know from someone who did not live through the eighties, and you know, I lived in the eighties for six months. Okay, that doesn't count still because Anthony <laughs> was always like, "Look, I want to check this out." He's like, 80s isn't my thing," and like I'm realizing, a lot of people are going to watch this having not lived through this. What What does this? What kind of feeling does this give you for like what must have been like in the eighties? Because it was a think- lot like
3: this. I think part of the problem that I have uh, is like, because I don't have any kind of a um, personal connection to like the eighties and yeah. stuff like this. Like I kind of lived through it through my brother. Okay. He's eight years older than me. So okay. this is absolutely his time. Ah. Like, you know, he, he would have been a lot more connected to this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I kind of get it. I get it through his lens a lot. Okay. But I think the other side of it is, is that because even the Duffer brothers have said, this was not a time they grew up in. Like they, I think they're in their early thirties. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Um, so you can easily see that this is a very romanticized version of the '80s. Yeah, what they versus being that, yeah, like yeah. an actual like this is what living in Indiana in the '80s was like. Yeah, like you know to the point where you have characters like Billy who are very vaguely racist <laughs> towards yes. Lucas, whereas in the '80s in Indiana they would have been dropping the N word. Just at outwardly that
0: kid. racist. Billy also he was the Red Ranger in the Power Rangers movie, I believe. Yes, he was. Yeah, tie it all back to the Power Rangers. Uh, what'd you think of the 80s stuff in here? I agree they didn't do it as much, but I think, you know, the first season, they they had to kind of have this gimmick, because they didn't know what was going to happen, they didn't know if anyone was going to like this shit. I like that they dialed it back, but I like what they gave us, too.
2: I think that it was okay, I liked it better in the first season, because it was so much more, like, targeted, it was like, hitting you with, like, meme after 80s meme, like, just, it was just very, very, like... Conscious of of the eighties, and or or trying to point out things about the eighties that maybe people who don't know about it, yeah,
0: yeah, like yeah. so.
2: This one was was not in your face. It, it became like the backdrop was just the backdrop, and it wasn't like a big thing. So it kind of took a backseat in a lot of ways than than it did the first season. So I, that's one of the reasons I like the first season better. Like here is one of the things that um that the first season did better than than this. Was like the no parents, all the parents or all adults were bad.
0: Oh uh, yes, right? yes,
2: and in now, a way, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, because in every eighties movie or in the eighties, like adults were always like the people, and yeah. the like you know, Monster Squad, yeah. they saved the day. Yeah. You know, the Goonies saved the day. Yep. You
3: know, they're yes. so. mostly like just disconnected from it
0: right yeah and you had this a little bit with nancy's parents where they're like we don't our kids don't live here we don't know where they are but you didn't really have like an
3: adult mr villain. wheeler is one of my favorite characters <laughs> he's just that show. guy
0: doesn't give a he fuck doesn't about anything
3: fucking know no. anything <laughs> he doesn't ever. know
0: where his, who he is where his kids are where the fucking uh food is he can't do anything can just fucking pass out on the couch no wonder yeah. mrs wheeler wants to bang billy which i wish they shown us that i was waiting for that to happen i then. don't nope. and then, you know why
3: <laughs> because i'll get into it when i discuss billy <laughs>
0: okay, we'll get to Billy. Um look, here's what I love. Like the first season had it opened with uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Which I never played, I never got into the role playing, but it was very much at the time. This season they put me they put them someplace I was way more familiar, and that is the eighties arcade. Great Easter egg that it's called the Palace, which is also the name of the arcade in war games. Uh how
3: much money did you pump into Dragon's? Fucking
0: Lair? dude, uh Dustin's reaction to Dragon's Lair was so spot on. <laughs> Fuck that game. Yeah. I don't understand how you're supposed to play it. I could never get past the first or second board. That that's game, the point. That it is the point of arcade games. Yes, the, but it's so pretty. And you're like, I could play a cartoon and it sucks you in. And it's so fucking hard. It's the worst fucking game. I hate Dragon Yeah, Slayer. It's not
2: rewarding at all. No, no, no,
3: no. no. And that's the funny thing is, is, I don't know if you guys checked out the fact that Netflix had the the Beyond Stranger Things, like after that. show yes, at all. I watched Oh, it. you did watch yes. it. Okay. Yes. Uh, I decided to at least watch a little bit of it for getting good. ready for this. Yeah. Um, and the the bit where um, the Duffers are talking to, to Gat and Matazaro about uh, the arcade and playing Dragon's Lair and everything, and the fact that they were like... We specifically wrote in Dustin having a meltdown over that game because that is just decades of repressed anger that every nerd in the world has at that game finally being voiced. That game is
0: (laughs) such bullshit. It's such bullshit. If you're going to show me a cartoon, just play a fucking cartoon. Don't make me put, put quarters into the machine and die over and over again. You bastards. Rugs, give me something else you liked.
2: I like Hopper. A lot. Yeah, David Harbour. And I like fucking Sean Astin a lot. I think lot. the
0: cast was really good, and the
3: performances oh, yeah. they gave were were. And Hopper solid. this season yeah.
0: proved
3: to me why he's going to play Hellboy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you kind of saw it a little bit. I love like, him trying to learn to be a father. I know.
2: That was kind
3: of distracting, by the way. Because <laughs> he's going
0: to be Hellboy. The,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: So the whole time I'm sizing them up for yeah, Hellboy, yeah. the whole fucking time I'm watching this. I think the
3: thing that I found so funny, um, uh, Peter Kendall actually pointed this out to me, was he said he's like, "Do you think the fact that, like, in the beginning of the first episode, when he walks into the office and Flo's like, you know, taking away his cigarette and making him eat an apple instead yeah. of a donut yeah. and everything, like, is this a subtle joke about him having to lose weight to be Hellboy?" <laughs> he's gotta get it. And shaped. then they get to the last episode, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm on a diet." I was like, "Yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> You're gonna be Hellboy." Well, I think he's gonna be <laughs> yeah. amazing as Hellboy after watching him. In he this. doesn't
2: have that, that far to go. No, though. No. Oh, no, no, no.
3: Yeah. no. But um, and even it was there was the the one the one bit I think it was episode three. When uh Eleven goes on her little field trip to go see Mike. Uh when she comes back to the cabin and uh David Harbour's just standing on the, the porch, like covered in shadow, yeah. and then you just see the cherry of his cigarette oh, light yeah. up. Yeah. And then I was like, that is such a hellboy That's moment. A hellboy. That is so beautiful. And he is so like intimidating in that moment.
0: I loved him trying to like the father learn to be a father, but when he's pushing her, I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" She's just gonna fucking disintegrate you. Like you can't, you can push her around only so much. She's gonna lose her shit, and uh, that that was great. Where she blows the windows out was fucking great. Um, I look again, another great '80s cast additions. We did not have the Matthew Modine, but they added in Sean Astin, Paul Reiser, both of which I thought were gonna be evil, and both kind of surprised me especially Paul Reiser. I was uh, for sure
3: he was going to be a bad guy. Oh, absolutely. Because what have we learned from Paul Reiser <laughs> yes. in any form of fiction ever? You don't trust no, Paul. He'll help you and
0: he'll act like he's on your side, but he's always got some shit going on. He is
3: always out for
0: Paul Reiser. He was like, even when he was, cause they had all those monitors and I was like, that's kind of creepy. He's just watching everyone, but turned out to be a good dude and actually makes it through to the end of the show. And we might see more yeah. of him now. Poor Bob.
3: Oh, uh, well, I'm, so, Ups- I'm so upset about Bob.
0: Bob, you keep running. Once you get out of a door, you don't stand there. That's the problem. There's still these Here's- fuckers after
3: you. What, what this show, and especially with Bob, has proven to me uh, over the course of two seasons is that outside of the main cast of, like, the four boys, yeah. the Duffer brothers are so into the idea of, like, the 80s, like, action heroes only survive concept Yeah, because Bob was a smart man. Yes. Unbelievably kind. Yes. Had a very good paying job for the mid 1980s. He is a manager at a fucking radio (laughs) shack. He's got another decade and a half of that doing well. Video camera. (laughs) And just like everything, like Bob is the kind of guy that like, if this was going to be my stepdad, you know what? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because I know that A, he is gonna try hard, and B, he legitimately cares. And what does he get for all of that? He gets fucking eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he
0: plays the schlubby uh mom's boyfriend so well. Well they went to high school together. Oh, that's and he right. He was like always
3: oh, pining after her. And yeah, if you remember if you remember it was it he, was him, yeah. him, Hopper, and Joyce all went to high school. And together. he started
0: the A V club, so he was the fucking A V nerd back in the day.
3: Yeah, who was pining after the bat? You know, the 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 wrong side of the tracks girl. I love those. Who very moments, obviously, yeah. was dating Hopper. At I that love time. those moments
0: where he's like, "And look at me now. I'm dating Joyce. I can't believe I'm dating Joyce." Also, in the after show, you find out he like a lot of his ad libs uh, they left in. Uh, like after he figures out the map and they're in the
3: tunnel and he's like,
0: are we in Will's map? Is this Will's map? Like that was all ad-libbed.
3: Oh yeah. You can tell too. And, and, because uh, it was like, so good, it was, it was him ad-libbing yeah. and Winona Ryder just not kept knowing going. how to respond. Yeah, she just kept saying her <laughs> lines, uh, but he's so like great at being
0: self-aware without, you know, seeming self-aware. Like he gets also, it.
3: Also, one bit that I find really funny for the character that Bob is is that the first thing he recognizes in Will's map is the shape of Lover's Lake. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's like, Oh, you sure about that, Bob? When was the last time you went up to Lover's Lake? That's Bob? that place I've <laughs> never been, but heard so much about. I know. I know what it looks like. Cause I've always dreamed of being there.
0: I bring all my hookers. there. <laughs> I want to go necking there. That's when they said necking. Remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> people said necking, dude, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. She's gonna be a fucking huge star someday. I'll, Do you really think? Well, look, I said that, and then you think of like Dakota Fanning, and what the fuck happened to Dakota Fanning? Like, where is yeah. she now?
3: But she's so her good. sister got more famous. <laughs> oh, Fanning. I saw her in the city the other day. Oh, really. Uh, they were filming a. Uh, Wait, what you who called? did you what see? He...
0: Millie Bobby Brown?
3: No, no, no. Elle uh, Fanning. Fanning. Oh, uh, they they're filming the newest Woody Allen movie, like a block away from where I work. Oh. So I saw her uh, in a bar that they were filming in, and I went, "Oh, that's L cool." <laughs> and then I went to my subway train and went home.
0: Yeah. Well, that's New York
3: End for of you. story. That's Back to Millie Bobby
0: Brown. <laughs> Dude, I thought she was. A, I thought she was very intense, amazing
2: performance. Uh, did you see that thing I posted on Twitter where I put Millie Bobby Brown and then the girl from Big?
0: Oh, uh, what? What's her no, name? the
2: girl from Big. Hold on. Let me check this out. They're like the same person. No. Yes. Oh, I did not see this at all. Just look up Millie Bobby Brown and Big, <laughs> and you'll see this. They're uh, okay. the same exact person.
0: Elizabeth. Uh, oh, what's her Elizabeth name? Perkins. Holy shit. They really are the same person. Wait, yes. which one is Millie Bobby Brown? That's what she's going to look like when she grows up. Yes. Wow. That is uncanny. I got to retweet this. I did not see that. Okay, retweet I, it.
2: I tweeted it a lot. I mean, everybody's been posting that. I'm not the only person that's... There's a million of... Why does Millie Bobby Brown look like Elizabeth she Perkins? She looks but like I,
0: Elizabeth Perkins. You're absolutely right. She's... uh. So her and Jonathan and the guy that plays Billy are the, the not-Americans in the group, I found but, out from the after show.
2: Yeah, the, I think that Millie Bobby Brown is cool at doing 11. Yeah. But I don't really think... I mean, I don't know if she's going to be... People keep saying she's gonna be a big star, but I really don't see like that she's the greatest actress. Or yeah, I mean this part is like that charming. She, I mean, yeah, the part you know, is whatever.
0: really good for her. Look, I just love that she's like turned into like Jean Grey at the in the last fucking like, episode. I don't know
2: if there's gonna be a breakout star other than the adults. Like I don't think these kids. Like I watched. I watched it with the with the kid Finn, who plays Mike. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. And he's annoying as fuck in that movie. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be though. Oh, yeah, shit. but I mean like it's, he's he's not likable in, in Stranger Things either. Not in so, this
3: season. I really liked him in the first season. Yeah. This season, they didn't give him much to no. do other than soak and just kind of yep. be a dick.
0: That was going to be in what we didn't like is what the fuck was Mike doing the whole time? Like, he didn't do he didn't do nothing. But, um, they, they, you know. I think.
3: Oh, I was going to say, because um what's his name? Charlie Heaton, the one that plays Jonathan. Yeah. He's going to be in New Mutants.
0: Oh, okay. He's English. And uh, possibly got busted for cocaine possession at the airport. Possibly,
3: by yeah, which but, you mean he definitely did. Oh, he definitely did. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, he he's going to be playing. um. Cannonball!
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, we're gonna see a lot of these cats uh, in other places now.
3: Honestly, I'm surprised uh, Natalia Dyer isn't doing more. Which one is she? She's Nancy. Oh, Nancy! Oh, Nancy Wheeler! I don't know because like her, the, the the shape of her face and how big her eyes are. Yeah. She is like a, a walking human like, like Disney anim- princess. An- yeah, it's
0: like an anime character. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, she's very thin. She's like she is. She, oh, she is bone thin. But like she's also gorgeous. Yeah. So the fact that she's gorgeous, she can act she's a good actress. Like I found her very convincing uh, th- again. I feel like they didn't give her a lot to do this season, which I feel like was kind of a problem with a lot of people. So we'll get into that into a moment. But like, I feel if anything, she is one of the ones that should be like, everybody's like, Oh my God, get me the girl from Stranger hey, Things.
0: I would the, yeah, see, I would thought Millie Bobby Brown would be breakout. We'll see. David Harbour is definitely going to have his moment. Uh, let's talk about, Oh, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, Fuck, where do you want to go? Okay, let's talk All right, about I got one.
3: Okay, Steve. Things we like. Things we like. The Steve-Dustin uh, team-up. Well,
0: great pairings throughout the whole season. Like, I love
3: what they did with the, a lot of the pairings. I could watch an entire show of just Steve being a well-meaning, but terrible role model for
0: Justin. <laughs> we got his hair secrets. Look, what I loved about what they did with Steve, this redemption, because at the end of the first season, like Nancy ends up with Steve, and I was like, Ew, why are you with this guy's a fucking douchebag? Like, why? I didn't think they would still be together at the end of the season. It really irked me. But then Steve's a great guy.
3: Here's the thing I find so funny, is the end of the first season, she winds up with Steve, and Jonathan, you know, is off in the he's background. He's a fucking loner. And Yeah, he's a real loner. And everyone's like, oh my god, no, Nancy, you should be with Jonathan. You yeah. guys would be so great together. Steve's a douchebag. And then the end of season two, I'm like... Jonathan like doesn't have a fucking personality, no, but he doesn't. Steve, yes. Steve stepped the fuck up. <laughs> he totally like, he did, kicked dude. ass yes. this season. You should be with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they redeemed the, the,
0: the douchebaggy character, turned him into the guy you care about while introducing yet another douchebag
2: character. How did they make bag him character? not a
3: douchebag, though? Like, if they just decided that they wrote him that way? What, it, what I think it was is the way that they made him not a douchebag was legitimately by introducing Billy. Yes, they brought so you have a bigger dude, yeah, they they brought Billy yes. in to be like, no, this dude's the alpha douche. you
0: think this is a bully? They got a guy and who's the reason that the he's
3: the alpha douche is because he even says he's like, oh, yeah, well, then you got a girlfriend and you became a pussy <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, dude, like no one likes Steve in school anymore because he's not, you know, a douchebag. And then but what you see is like, yeah, Nancy can obviously do better than Steve, but like Steve kind of needs Nancy in his life to teach him how to be a fucking person. When that kind of falls apart, he realizes that in order to be a better person, he doesn't go back to Nancy with flowers and be like, I'm sorry, please take me back. He lets her go. He goes off and he fucking does something to help Dustin out because he's being a good person.
0: Yeah, he says he's like, I'm a shitty boyfriend, but turns out I'm a pretty good babysitter. And he just connects with Dustin and, you know, uh, gives him some advice.
3: Yeah, it's easier to, like, be a big brother than to be a good boyfriend. By the way. The thing that I love about the connection with him and Dustin is if you notice, every piece of advice he gives Dustin about girls fails. It's
0: horrible. Yeah. Like, well, and Dustin shows up with Steve hair at the end. The
3: the, the problem is, is it's not like it's not exactly bad advice. It's not, you know, it's not like he was like being an asshole. It's like, this is what works for Steve. Yes. But that isn't going to work for Dustin. A lot of bad so, advice in this show. So Pretend you don't care didn't work because Max wanted people to care.
0: Bob um, Bob gave Will bad advice. That shit didn't work. Yeah, well, Where he's like, that's, Just that's not Bob's fault. Go away. That's Will's
3: yes. fault because Will's stupid. Yeah, Will's a little stupid. What are you doing? That's not gonna work you you don't shout at the giant <laughs> cloud monster that is illegitimately real The mind, flare. Versus, yeah. versus Bob saying like I had a nightmare, and then I just decided to stop being afraid. I told it
0: <laughs> told it to go away, yeah, Steve was great. I was like,, I love fucking Steve now. I hated him at the end of last season. uh, so when you could do that with a character that's always uh exciting. Uh okay, what about episode seven? the The whole season opens with this. Heist. I think that's
2: a very divisive episode. There's people like the fandom is
3: is is. There split are a on lot this. of people who do not like that. Uh, episode. So yeah. I don't
0: understand why they don't like it. It's completely like a different show. Maybe doesn't belong that's there. Probably what the
3: will, reason. What, what I will say this, it is is because. When you have episode six end on a cliffhanger, that is monsters are coming out of the ground. Yeah. It was a trap. Bill's yep. possessed yep. and everyone we love is in danger. Yep. And they do and walking. Now down, we're yes. going to spend 45 minutes in a different city while 11 has to kind of learn about how not to be an
0: asshole. It's jarring that it's not Hawkins, Indiana and like it's, it's Chicago, but it it looks Look, less it's legitimately. 80s.
3: It's legitimately that they leave you at such a, a, a drastic cliffhanger with the characters you care about. Yeah. To spend time with a character who hasn't really done anything this season, yeah. doesn't really do anything in this episode, and ends it by going, Well, I have to go home to go help my friends. But look, I love yeah, this this did not need to be an entire A-plot episode. Probably for this not, show. which is why
0: like they needed the nine episodes. Like this is an extra episode that does not need to be in there.
3: It was kind of like
2: an obvious, also like a course correction because everybody was saying that Stranger Things was so white. And it needed some diversity. I love an so like, Indian it, girl. Yeah, but I mean, of course you do. <laughs> but don't you want it to be used correctly? That, that no, was like look, so. I look. I look. It was I, so like okay. This is like um, they're basically priming you for season three, where 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 maybe eleven's gonna go away from the the four boys and have a separate uh, you know thing about well, trying to trying to redeem her sister. I'm thinking know?
3: what it might turn out to be is obviously because we we get introduced to uh, what was it, Callie? Yeah. The who is who is eight? Yeah, one of the the uh, when they started the first episode and they yes. had her. And they the, uh, showed the whole, the, the whole you know, yeah. heist or whatever it yes. was. And I said, legitimately, my reaction was, "Holy shit!" Yeah, we all forgot there are at least ten other fucking kids. Right, just like
0: Weapon X is ten. There's one through nine weapons, and there's ten other fucking. There may be more than eleven.
3: So we don't know. Immediately, my thought was, "Tell me, this entire season is going to be about tracking down the other fucking kids from the program." So the fact that they was still about, you know, the upside down and Hawkins and everything great, fine, whatever. Yeah. And having this, this more open world about the experiments that were going on and Matthew Modine, you know, either was internationally banging a bunch of broads and then stealing their kids or whatever it was. It's very interesting. The problem was, was once you established what the main story of this season was, there was no need to go off and do this other story. Especially as a full episode, because it is not helping anything you're doing right now. This is the dream sequence in Batman versus Superman. Yes, it is setting it's, up season three or yeah, four or whatever, yeah. and we don't need it right now. It's true. And like so you open the season with this, and
2: then they just don't mention anything about it, and then they just nail you with it in episode seven. So it wasn't even done in a no, way that I, I like. I disagree, they... rugs.
0: Look, they opened the season with this, and right away that got my attention. I was like, "Holy shit!" Eight, just like Howard And yes, you don't hear it for a while, but then when she gets into her mom's backstory and and seeing the the records,
3: you start to see the girl. Oh yeah, when she when she gets into the memories of her mom, yes. and you see the two girls in and there, you're like, like, oh, oh shit, that's the other fucking that's girl.
0: Her. So I like that.
2: Tease I would have. It would have been better to not never see that first part. And have that be a surprise because you knew that it was coming the whole time, and you're like, and you're like, wait, you're like, there's no like fucking surprise. You you see her bleeding from her nose. That's a you good know point. That she's related to to Eleven. Yeah. So now you're like going, okay, when are they going to show yeah, this shit? Yeah. And, they, and then and then then they put it at the worst time. To what do I
3: it. what I think if I was if I was going to be in charge of this, which yeah. I wasn't, yes. but if I was, you should be. If I was going to set it up, what I would have done would have been when she don't open the season with the whole thing with eight. Okay. When 11 goes into her mom's memory and she sees the rainbow room and there's her and this other girl in there. Great. Leave it at that. And then End the season after you finish with her closing the gate and everything with the heist scene with, the heist oh, scene with Ace. shit, and you could say, Oh,
0: fuck. yeah, there's more right. of them, here's and the, the season's over. Here's the thing: Kali was her Yoda, Kali broke through and kind of helped her focus. And had Which she not she done really done that, she really
3: didn't need to do She could exactly, she I agree 100%. Eleven mm. learned in the first season, How being mad promise. makes her powerful. Mm. Oh, it's like because when that. Mike yeah. was in danger with those bullies, yeah, she got pissed and she fucked them up.
2: Yeah, Imran, you got... I
3: guess she forgot. I forgot about the first season.
2: (laughs) You gotta, like... You gotta, like... Look at it from the storytelling aspect. Like it was, it was very awkward. Like I was, I, I
3: yeah, was like, to legitimately very just have it be it. that this girl's like, when you get angry, you get powerful. I'm like, we all knew this. Yeah, everybody knew this. She got mad at Hopper and blew every window out of the fucking house. That's a good point. She learned this on her own. All right, but look, when that episode ended, I was
2: like, I want to see this show. Show me this show. Just show no, me. Her. I was actually, I was, I thought that. I, we we've seen a thousand mutant shows. Yeah, but yeah. it was like That's exactly what with I with Like Stranger like, Things yeah. is, a, is a brand apart mm. from that. It's different and interesting on its own. Now we're gonna make it like it every was like generic the mutant. It was show. a lot like
3: The Gifted. Or, the yeah. problem that I had with it too was when she then started introducing like the gang that they all hang out with. Yeah. I was like, what are these all fucking escaped yeah. kids from the program? Nope. No, it's just a bunch of fucking ne'er-do-wells yes. that are hanging out with her. <laughs> and the fucking... only one that I cared about yeah. was the big black dude, Funshine. Oh, Fun, fun show, Funshine was great. He's a <laughs> big teddy bear. The big dude in the Care Bear mask <laughs> yeah. who is polite to the man whose house they just broke into oh, yeah. and plan on murdering. That's right. <laughs> sit down, please. Oh, I love you, Funshine. <laughs> I I mean, it's a,
0: it was very. De- this is why it was a divisive episode. But uh, they they took a swing at it, and uh, maybe we'll get to see more. I don't more.
2: mind it. I don't mind going in that direction. I just think totally that extra. The way that they laid it out
3: yeah. was a little bit awkward. Yeah, I get uh, what they wanted, yeah. But ultimately, it didn't. It didn't hit where it should have when it should have.
2: Yeah, mm. I mean, look, if they're gonna go
3: in and say she's eleven, and there's been you know.
2: 10 other people besides her yeah. that, that piques my interest. Yeah. And, but I was thinking that since the first season, you know, there's other, what happened, what happened to the 11, other guys, Yeah.
3: I assume that they were killed. Yeah. I think if there's right. anything that, that, that Kali added that I found interesting was the idea that out of the 11 of them, there were ones who had different abilities. Yes. Yes. And 11 was telekinetic and Kali was like Loki. Uh, She did
0: illusion. I feel like they all have different powers. Is that, that that's the jump I would make. So, and that's
3: interesting. Yeah. If you don't turn it into the X-Men,
0: Ah, oh, but turn it into the maybe not. I don't know. I kind of was like, I want to see this X Men show. What is no, this? the Stranger Things is about mysteries yes, and sup,
2: scary. it should be it's supernatural. Got Halloween, it, it, yes, yeah, it has to have a bit
3: of a horror element. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: so if we go into like if we go into like just straight up sci fi and mutants and.
3: Then it's like a superhero show because, with, uh, with guns Because well, Eleven stuff.
0: is like E.T. And then this shifted her more into,
3: yeah, like a superhero. Yeah, she, she went far more into like the fire starter realm.
0: Right, which is part of that too. But it's also like a little bit of Carrie. Like it's all these things rolled into one. What did you guys think of the her mom and the backstory bit?
3: It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. didn't uh, I was gonna say it didn't wow me, but at the same time, it didn't have to. I kind of want to know
2: more about the mom. Because, of what because happened? The mom is the mom is incidental. Yeah. Mom is just a plot point to get you to Colly. Yeah,
3: yeah. She's she's a, she's straight up a McGuffin. Oh, MacArthur. that's true. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. That that subplot was weird because you have Eleven, who's like was
3: the anchor of the show last time. Yeah,
2: and she took a huge backseat.
3: And seat. I think that was the problem was that because the entire first season was based around her. To have her legitimately riding in the backseat of every episode where it's like, she's just being held captive in this cabin. Now she's decided to wander out. Now she's going on her own adventure. It's like, e- this doesn't help. She's a MacGuffin in, her, in and of herself. Like, she walks up to the, the thing and seals it, you know, like... Yeah, and that's did, I, I was going to say the moment where it's like, well, she conveniently she disappears, shows up at the right fucking time. Yeah, she disappears. Yes. Yeah, she comes back. Right she needs she kills one of the demodogs, yeah. walks into Will's house. Yeah. Is like, guys, I'm here to save your asses. What's going on? Yeah. Perfect timing. Eleven.
0: All right. Look, that's a great segue. Unless anybody has more things they like. Uh, let's move into what didn't
3: work for us. Uh, let me think for a second. Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, Lucas's arc this season. Uh, oh, really? With Max? with Max kind of and but I think I think they expanded on Lucas as a character a little bit more. Okay, yeah. He was less of just like the the asshole one of the group. Yeah, that's true. Um and I really liked the fact that we got to explore his and Dustin's home lives this year.
0: I loved the Dustin Dart thing uh that I thought uh that was kind of cool. I,
3: I it was it was an interesting plot point. I, I I actually got into an argument with a buddy of mine over that plot point. Because he was like, well, why the hell would Dustin take it in? Why wouldn't he know that it's it's obviously like, you yeah, know, he'd be smarter than that. Yeah, right? I said, here's the thing. Yeah. When it came to Dustin and Lucas, yeah. like they didn't go into the upside down. Yeah. yeah. They faced off against the monster at the end of the season, but also like this was all shit that they've like mostly dealt with as an ancillary side thing. And then once it was over, everyone told them 11's gone. The upside down is dealt with. Will's back. Everything's fine. And it's been a year. Yeah. So when this thing shows up, as they say later on, his first thought isn't, oh, this is a weird looking thing. It's probably evil and from another dimension. It was, this is pretty cool. What is? I wonder how I can use this to impress Max.
0: (laughs) Do you think it's the thing that Will uh, threw up at the end of the first season?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes, I do.
0: Um, Also, I was a little confused, like why he wasn't telling everyone else. And if you think about it. Uh, Dustin's mom is still out there looking for their cat. Oh, no, she's not.
3: (laughs) Oh, she's not? No, if you saw it at the end of the season when he was getting ready for the snowball, she had a new cat.
0: Oh, they they replaced Muse. He ate the cat Muse. I was like, holy shit. I'm sorry. You (laughs) ate my cat. (laughs) And what kind of a family does he come from where his mom just lets him swear and say whatever? He's walking by. He's like, son of a bitch, mom. God damn it. If
3: you haven't haven't noticed, uh, it's a single parent household. He doesn't have a dad. He gets away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. he's the only kid in a single parent household she babies like, the yes, cat because she yes. doesn't have a baby she's anymore like, whatever
0: you want honey so that's he gets fine. to kind
3: of do whatever he wants oh yeah full reign um, that's why Steve has to step in and basically be like an older brother is because he has no male influence yeah. in his life
0: you always loved that one kid growing up who had that fucking the fucked
3: up household, but you knew you could go over there and do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah, like when he's in the beginning of the episode, in the beginning of the first well, the season, yes. when he's he's running around and he's looking for quarters and everything, yes. it's that moment where he's like, Mom, I need to get quarters. You have to get up. And she goes, uh, and he goes
1: uh, back at her. <laughs> like, th-
0: he's just swearing. It's great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah,
0: Dustin is great, and uh,
3: uh, also yeah, the moment one of my favorite moments of the whole season was when he first finds Dart, and then he's trying to sneak it into the house, and he's talking to his mom, and they both just start awkwardly laughing at each other. Is <laughs> so great because it just goes like him, then his mom, then him, then his mom, then him, <laughs> and his mom. they're both laughing, and I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> I've had these moments
0: just for no reason. Yes, you get the giggles. Uh, and also, uh, Matthew Modine, Doctor Martin Brenner are not uh, dead. I guess um, may, apparently, apparently not. Or we'll see. More is
3: Okay, so All we know eight was lying because yeah. eight sucks.
0: Well, eight has her own ultimatum. She wanted to use, you know, to take the man down, which is awesome. Which is what?
2: That's why I want well, to see I that think show. That she's going to be the villain, oh, hopefully oh, at some point, right. because she's the anti. Yeah. But at the
3: same time, the way I look at it is this: like. She doesn't stand against Eleven. If you're going to go power for power, I can make you see things versus I could probably make your head explode. Well, okay. This is the thing about Eight. What I would do uh, with her is that
2: obviously it's a redemption story for season three, right? And um, she's going to try and redeem her sister and whoever else you could find that part of her ilk. But um, she could be easily an element that
3: um, scares the shit out of people. Yeah. Well, as but, we saw, you know, she can make she can make her see Matthew Modine yeah. and suddenly she's yeah. getting emotional. But she can make but people like see a, Demigorgons if they want. As long as wants.
2: she can make... As long as whatever. you can
3: and that's the thing is she could easily terrify Hawkins by being like, "Oh, you now see monsters yeah, and yeah. whatever." Um as long as Eleven herself is able to focus on the idea of as long as I don't trust anything I see, great. I just have to kill her. Done. Yeah, I I'm,
2: I'm thinking that season 3 is going to be you're not gonna see Aid at all, and then the she'll town's turn gonna, out to be
3: the, the puppet master of whatever's yeah, happening. She will
2: be, yeah, she will. And then at at the very
3: last episode, you'll see that it's her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it down. I'd be all right with. She's that. like Mysterio from
0: Spider Man pretty cool yeah.
3: mostly because if they decide to do a season three where it's like the mind flayer again yeah that's gonna get that's well, gonna get tiresome okay
0: so let's get into what we didn't like so we know there's gonna they want to do a three and they want to do ultimately a four and five if i think they may have ideas for, I, was guess, for I think
2: five. they said
3: five at most yeah and i don't think it should go past they should. that they should yes, stop at five yes. i mean originally well, it was gonna they be also said like these kids are growing up like yes. it's by the time we do five, they will all be like eight. Well,
0: you have to do a year jump between or you got to shoot two seasons back to back.
3: Yeah, that's what they have. Yeah. To do, one of those
0: or each just every every uh, season is another year. Well, if you guys ahead. notice,
3: like from episode one to episode nine. Yeah. Get in Mount and Zorro, Like you can clearly see <laughs> he a goes difference. Puberty. Like Probably. he he has like a growth spurt in the middle of this season. They
0: showed their uh, audition tapes on that after show, and some of them were really really young, man. Like, oh yeah, uh, wh- when they started. I mean, they.
3: It's clear that all of them have gotten older, and like especially like the kid who plays Will. Yeah. Like if you see him in the first season versus now, like the only thing that that works in his favor is like his face didn't grow up, and he still has that stupid bowl haircut. <laughs>
0: Okay. What? Uh, so, look. One thing that didn't work for me is what the fuck was the point of Billy and and all of this? Even
2: Max, oh my I God, made thank sense. You. All right. So,
0: the fuck is Billy doing? He didn't do anything the whole time.
3: I
2: yeah, and I didn't like how they tried to make Billy and Max seem like a mysterious thing. And then you're like, ah, they just got. No, you it's, know. It's
3: just that you know her parents got divorced, and then his, it's his his. It's it, just uh, his it's her stepbrother, and yeah. now they they live they here. tried to they tried to pull some shit like that. He was something more than dude, he was.
0: they made a 22 year old dude look like a 35 year old man for some reason, which is thought-
3: because they gave him the fucking dirt stash. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no. And it was also the fact that it was like the one point when he's like, well, remember why we're here and remember whose fault it is. You're like, you're like, what did you do? Did you fucking kill somebody? Like, is that what it is? You yeah. guys had witness protection. Like, no, it's just that he's like, remember, it's your fault that like our parents got married or some shit. Um, yeah, how is it there? Oh. I I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this, and I I do not understand the progression of Billy's character arc throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. when he first shows up, the first thing you think is, oh, so Nancy's gonna be attracted to him because <laughs> she likes douchebags. Because like she's <laughs> like he rolls in and it's fucking you know it's scorpions Rocky yeah. like a hurricane flaring <laughs> out of his it's stereo, awesome. and she's like looking at him like, oh who my oh my god who's that? And like all the girls are like, oh, look at his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's it. <laughs> that's just the there. last time he interacts with Nancy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you want to know something? It's like it was like uh, they were they were heavy on the male cheesecake, but yeah. no female cheesecake on the show at uh, all.
0: Not really, Mrs. Wheeler. She's the. Best. That's, uh, that's uh, about it. That's, right. that's <laughs> the closest uh, that we're
3: going. It's about what you get. Yes. Yeah, um. But like, and so. The thing that I find so weird is, like, all right, so he shows up, and then in the course of, like, two days, suddenly he's the fucking king of the douchebags in this school yep. after he just moved here. Yep. He's given he's given uh, Steve shit, and everyone around him is given Steve yeah, shit. Yeah, they all pile on Steve. like Play as at your if, feet. As if he's been the bully for years at this <laughs> Where's school. this King Steve I hear so much about? That was like a bully. Um, <laughs> then after that, like, he's driving around, like, almost running kids down with his car. Yes, that was great. Um, They they, they plant this seed of like a weird mystery about who he and Max are and like he's abusive towards her. And then like as it's going on now, suddenly like three episodes in, he's vaguely a racist. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Stay away from that kid like and then and then when when Nancy breaks up with Steve he's basically just like hey don't worry about it steve man there're plenty of bitches in the ocean if i leave you any and i'm like i don't fucking know what, what what you are i don't know what your point of view is dude um and then we then like as time goes on we then learn like oh actually his father's really abusive and like hits him and it's that's kind of why like he's he's like the way he is we should maybe feel bad about oh wait no he's a fucking psycho <laughs> Like yeah, he they should have moved that up in the story. Yes. that was like the, now he's showing up and the he's, end. He's showing up that was and like he's the basically last like episode. three seconds away yeah. from just whipping his dick out at Mrs. Wheeler.
2: like that wasn't something that you should you should have hung over everybody until the last that episode. was the last episode. I was gonna say and
3: then he shows was up, such a let yeah, and then he shows it, up in the last episode where he beats the shit out of Steve. yeah. And then Max, and Max drugs t- him. Yeah, Max takes. Threatens money. him with a bat and is like, "You leave my friends alone." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, now he's okay. And then, like, what the next time we see him, he's like, vaguely in the background, just like, "Uh, <laughs> not going to say anything and like walk away." I, I'm like,
0: "What even happened with you? I know. Like, well, why like, were you here? Why is he here?" There was no point where he was like introduced to any of the paranormal thing where they were like, "Oh, we'll let you in." And that was we the saw thing. Is I,
3: the way I looked at it was either a he has to be a major antagonist in the beginning of this show. Yeah. When there is no paranormal problem so that it's just like, you know, Billy, the fucking, you know, new bully school who's picking on the kids and pick it on Steve. And, you know, he's a real psycho and like walking around with a knife or whatever, like make him he- fucking Henry Bowers from it. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you get into the second half of the season, at which point when he suddenly seems like a threat. But really, he's not because now we got the fucking Demogorgon dogs running around. <laughs> And they fucking wind up jumping him. And he's like, what the hell is this? And you're like, oh, these things are really dangerous because yeah. Billy's getting fucking scared. Of him. Yeah. But no, like, but no. No. He's like, he never interacts with nope, any of that shit. Nope, he shows up intermittently just to kind of be vaguely threatening until he winds up Busting in Steve's face. Oh, uh, yeah, I did not. Uh, and then disappearing. Steve always gets beat up, too. Didn't he get
0: beat up last oh, yeah, season? Yeah, He's always he got getting his beat ass up.
3: kicked. like <laughs> He got into a fight with Jonathan in the first season oh, where he right. gets beat up. That's right. That's and right. then he gets fucking uh, uh, the shit kicked out of him by the Demogorgon.
0: <laughs> Steve, the guy who broke his camera all fucking douche jerkly and gets his and But
3: uh, yeah, what the fuck? I was like, what is Billy? Why is Why is he here? I And I, I think legitimately him. the only reason he was there was... It was to give both Steve and Max an antagonist. Yeah. One that Max had to overcome to yeah. be stronger. Yeah. And one to show that Steve's not as big of a douche as he was last year. Yeah. Because there's a bigger douche. Sh- a yeah, bigger exactly. Douche. Like I said, because now there's an even bigger douchebag. There's a guy who looks like Zac Efron pretending to be Randall <laughs> Flagg from The Stand. He looked a little bit like Heath Ledger at times and... Uh... Somebody else. No, legit when he first stepped out of the car, I was like, yeah. is that fucking Efron? Did Ephron <laughs> get tied on to Stranger Things? And I looked it up, I was like, oh no, it's what's his face from the Power it's Rangers. Ranger, Alright, well, good for him. <laughs> I think he's Australian.
0: Uh what? So the other thing I, I didn't wasn't a big fan of was the fact that the plot kind of uh it spins its wheels a little bit here and there. It doesn't. Su- I mean, I don't think it gets started. It takes like four episodes for the, the story to actually start. Well, <sighs> unlike the first season that fucking gives you the mystery right up front. Sucks you in. Let's go. Well, you know, it's it's like uh, once you
2: have the first season and you have Winona Ryder. You know, hooking up the whole house with light bulbs, yeah. and then trying to communicate with her son from the upside down, and all this stuff. And you got Barb; she disappears, and it is it's a really strong driving mystery. There's people blanketing the whole town to try and find this kid, and 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 the adults are can't trust them, so the kids stick together and they want to solve the problem. It was just so much more visceral yeah. of a plot. Now you got—I—I I didn't like the mind flayer. I didn't like the giant. Monster that looked like a, a piece of shit, like a really long <laughs> shit that I did in the toilet that just rolled over itself. Like it was just like a big shape. It never did anything, and there was no payoff for no. it. Like you never, there was never. A, and 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 I, the fact that this season didn't have um practical effects yeah. and went the CGI, the CGI didn't look that great. Uh, there was times that you could really see the C- CGI.
3: Uh, not working well. I did kind of wish that the, the the demodog things had been done practically. Yeah, you can yeah. easily do that. Yeah. They did well, like Stan Winston proved you could do that yeah. easily. Yeah,
2: well, even just. Forget the de- demodogs. Just go back to demogorgons. Like, they weren't... They, and that was the they, other they problem
3: didn't... was when they were all like, oh, well, you know, God knows when they're going to molt again and turn into full-fledged demogorgons. Yeah. They never did.
0: No. Yeah. I didn't think they had a strong villain overall, and we didn't have a human villain yeah. to, like, uh, have a, a human bad guy to run I was away waiting from. to see some kaiju shit happen. Yes,
2: that's what I, I thought. I guess they're saving it. I guess they're saving it. That's what know, I thought but... was going to happen,
3: <laughs> too, from the ter- trailer. I think the problem is, is that the whole concept, I feel like, for the mind flayer... Is basically that's them trying to go Lovecraftian. Yeah, yeah. This is no, where no, they're now. I,
2: I completely get that. Oh, that's yeah, Cthulhu. But I, yeah, it's, but it's
3: they're, they're going into the whole kind of like old gods, you know, g- you know, massive fucking you know beasts or whatever. The problem is, is that when it comes to any kind of Lovecraftian horror, it, the reason it worked in books and in reading it is because it describes this concept of seeing a creature so terrifying that it drove people mad. And you can't do that visually because that you if you're gonna do that, like you have to drive the people watching this mad. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't work. So then you just have a giant cloud shadow yeah, thing it's a in fucking the sky, cloud amorphous that never really wow. kind of becomes anything. Yeah, I never liked the smoke monster
2: in Lost, and I don't like this one either. It was just
0: another shadow smoke monster. It Doesn't have eyes. There's no teeth. There's no definition. So you really don't get that scared. But uh, I mean, I thought Will had a great Exorcist moment. Uh, And they pulled that off pretty well. But I felt
2: like it was for some reason when I saw the trailer, I got this hint that it was going to be kind of like Ghostbusters. Yeah where mm-hmm. there's this big thing, yeah. like the Stay Puft Marshmallow yeah. Man, and they
3: got all four of them, they're going to band together and take this shit down. I, it's what I thought as well, is that it was going to turn into, like, them and Eleven are going to have to team up to take down this giant whatever it was. He
0: never, like, came out of the Upside Down, technically. I mean, he, oh. he was just in Will.
3: Other than, other than spreading through the tunnels underground yeah, and in, that was in it. Will, that's, yeah. That's
0: the other thing I didn't
2: like. Was that uh, Winona Ryder did the thing with the light bulbs, and then in, in the this map. one she did the yeah. thing. She did the map. You always got to put shit so on the house. She, she, she's, she's always decorating <laughs> yes, the house. Yes. Whenever there's, <laughs> uh, whenever there's uh, That's upside the, down. I remember things uh,
3: thing. like watching the first episode, thinking to my uh, or talking to uh to one of my roommates, and he was he was like, "So what do you think Joyce is gonna fucking cover the house in this yeah, season? Every season <laughs> she's <Yeah>. going <laughs> to cover the house with something. Good thing Bob is good
0: at puzzles. It's gonna be your shit next Well <laughs> Will's gonna be like, Mom, you have to spread feces all over the the walls yeah the only I, way to defeat one of this the thing things,
3: i think one of the things that upset me a little bit was the fact that yet again this season will was nothing more than a MacGuffin yeah for whatever yep. the the scary thing is
0: he has no agency in any of this ever that like yeah, they should have let like somebody else
3: be the fucking like let the well, other even guy outside of that her. even if it wasn't like you sure fine you can have it that will's connected to the upside down and he he's seeing the mind flare and the mind flare takes him over but it should have ended with will being the one who defeats it. Like, yes, like yes. instead of, Oh, we're going to strap him to a bed and point space heaters at him until it just leaves his body. It should have been a struggle between will and the mind flayer.
0: L- I mean, I like the tension and like the triple, uh, action uh, scenes that they were doing with them in the tunnel, with them getting it out of Will, and then with uh, Eleven it was super coordinated. Yeah, yeah, so very convenient. Yeah, they, they, apparently, everything happened. Everything the that
3: time. was going on was the exact same <laughs> yes. distance away from Will Byers' house.
0: Yes, everything is just
3: <laughs> that, a little bit that way. And a little,
0: well, that, okay, so then that was the other thing. In episode eight, they escape the lab, and then nine, they're like, "Oh, we got to go back to the lab and turn around and go right back into the lab." I was like, "What? What are you doing with the lab? You Do you
3: want to be in the lab?" You don't want to be in the lab. Uh, well, I, it worked fine in my opinion, just for the fact that it was they had to escape the lab because the fucking Demodogs are there and yeah. it's scary, and this is where it's all coming from. And then in nine, they have to go back to the lab because they have to close the gate. That's fine. That's where it is. Like it doesn't bother me too much. Okay. Uh, all
2: right, but like I'm going to just ask a really dumb okay. question, because Matt <laughs> DallaHara here, and he, I know that he'll explain it to okay. me, and then you can cut it out if it's completely okay. stupid. But what was the point of this? Like, I, basically, okay. I know the, where you're uh, getting at. Um, the yeah. mind flayer yeah. wants to come through the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the point of all the vines and the pumpkins dying and all the... So they can get the demodogs to run out, run
3: free through the town? Like, I don't I, understand. <sighs> I, don't I get agree that. with like, you that it's it's really... It's not... It's not Nothing changes easy. at the end, if like, you think yeah, about no, it. It's, it's, it's still what I square think it one. was is that the, the vines heading out and everything, in my opinion... I think that had to do with the fact that with the mind flayer now kind of, I guess, being in charge or whatever, they never kind of explained what the full capability of the upside down is. Yeah. In season one, I thought the upside down was something that 11 created. Oh, because the first time we ever experienced the Demogorgon, is when she's in that weird black water world. Yeah. And it's, like, eating a person.
0: And I also thought she may have been the Demogorgon. Like, I think a
3: lot of and you yeah, thought and that it was the same people. And we were led people. to believe that yeah. the Demogorgon was, was, like, a creation of her yeah. consciousness yeah. in having, like, you know, traveled through dimensions or whatever. But we find out that, like, the Upside Down is a dimension that, like, has always existed. Yeah. And I guess she just stumbled upon it. That makes sense. But so... The fact that, like, I guess the gate is now open between the two worlds, the mind flayer, whatever it is, realizes this gate is open, and if we are going by the explanation they gave from D&D that the only drive it has is to conquer those it finds inferior, is that it was basically kind of just spreading its influence into our world, and Hawkins happened to be where that is that gate to is. control everything so the, Yeah,
2: but what was happening with the with the tunnels?
3: The tunnels, I think, if you notice the fact that the, the, the Besides pumpkins, yeah, yes, if killing- you notice the fact that the Mind flare, like, it looks like it's made of, of like vines. tentacles yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Is basically that's it spreading its influence out through the gate, which was deeper in the ground than they expected, and now out into our world. But that's the thing.
2: It's like that that's the thing I don't yeah. get.
3: Okay, so uh, I don't think it was as much like an agency like a plan type of thing as it was just it like feeling out what is outside of this door.
2: But what, this is what I'm saying. It's like okay, you go into the lab, right? Mm-hmm. You go into the crazy elevator, you put your suit yeah. on. And and you know that you're going into a place where two realities meet. Mm-hmm. All right? Now all of a sudden, you could just dig into the ground and go into basically the other reality.
3: No, but it's still now, the that's same different. reality. It's not the, the, other, the tunnels aren't the other. Isn't the upside this, down? This was an explanation. But all that shit's floating around
0: in
2: the I don't air. Think, and I, all.
3: I think it's. I think it's because like that's that's just because it's coming through the gate. Yeah, yeah. And it's able to to spread that way. Like the like the, the vines and the tentacles and everything. I don't are all think coming the tunnels the gate.
0: are the upside down. The, the tunnels, tunnels are regular. The tunnels world. are
3: not the other dimension. Right. The problem was was when he first dug they through the into them around. and they start spinning the camera to be like oh it's the upside down no it's not that was a very poorly done shot it was artsy because it's very misleading yes it was
0: artsy to be artsy but confusing i I, I, but
3: I'm yeah.
2: saying, like, what when when Hopper gets surrounded by the vines? Right. This is what happens to Barb, isn't it? Kind of. But, that, but she it's was the, in but, the upside down. It's, it's when a that just happened. it's a, and and there's always that shit floating in the air, so it make it seem like it's you're the idea. In the down. It's
3: the idea that it is it is the upside down spreading into the world. Yes, but yes. you are not technically in the other dimension. Correct. All that That's shit right. floating yes. around is from the polyps that kept spraying him in the face and everything. So it is it is legitimately just a it is a cancer. That is growing under the ground. And I always thought it was odd that no one got anything from those polyps being sprayed in the face to them. I yeah, a lot of people breathe those it. in, um, but nothing no, happened. I think, it's, I think it's over time. Because if you notice, Hopper started vomiting blood when he woke up in the tunnel again. Oh. Because he had been breathing that shit. When it happens <sighs> to Dustin, he starts coughing and retching, but it only happened once, and then they got out of the tunnels. It's not like a, a virus that suddenly hits you in the face. It is like... You have to be breathing this for a while for it to poison you, for it to turn you. That's
0: what I. That's what I got too. Is that the vines were just this thing trying to grab root in the in our world? It's just this extension of its influence. But it was not the upside down. But I could see how
3: that could be confusing. Let's- yeah, they 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 didn't. They could have easily explained it with just Paul Reiser like saying two sentences, right? <laughs>
2: no, I just was I was just I was confused. I was like like well, if the, if the if the gate. Is there? Yeah. But mm-hmm. for some reason, this thing can spread out under the ground. Yeah, and you know, why does it need the gate?
3: Yeah, well, why ga- is it it's coming?
2: Gate. Everything I, I starts it, at the gate. It's,
3: I was gonna say it's not that it needs the gate; no. it's just that the gate is there. Like it, it, it can form
2: itself into vines and fucking do shit to people and like attack people yeah, and stuff. That's a good point. So it's like it, a good point. It's, it's it's already manifesting itself. So I was like, really, like I was like, why is the gate even necessary? Does it doesn't even need to be open. It's already affecting the world that we live in.
3: I think what it is is it's the idea that, like, it infected under the ground and everything. Uh, and granted, this is just kind of speculation at this point. It, it infected these areas under the ground because it's been spreading its influence and basically, basically like mapping Hawkins. Yeah. But because the world itself is not the upside down, it probably can't inhabit the world yet. Right. Yeah. So I it's th- like it has to corrupt it for the actual mind flare to be able to move through the gate. That makes some kind of sense, but it's still kind of murky. But it's it it's is, very muddy. It and it's it's very and that's it's 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 because they built concepts to run with, but they didn't build an idea of like why right, it was just right. what. What is happening now is this. What is happening next is that. But they don't go into like, well, why would it need to do that? The rules are muddy
0: and like they don't even kill the guy at the end. We're just kind of he's still alive. He's just pissed. He's aware of 11. And they tease that last scene, which seemed a little bit. Like fan servicey, but whatever. He's still there. We get it. Uh well, he's come back. But like they didn't really achieve anything. Uh what'd you think about Bar- Barb? Hashtag justice for Barb. What th- Nobody cares about yeah, Barb. What was this necessary? It, I, who cares about Barb? That's, who are, I, that storyline confused me everybody- in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, the "What problem- are they doing? What are names oh, you care about
3: Barb?" Ah! Well, no, and that's the thing is, I, ah. I honestly, the only thing I cared about Barb was that her death was one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, so like, you know, the the bookish virgin got murdered, yes. so now we know that nobody is safe."
0: It's well, it's the twist on the horror movie trope.
3: Um, where, uh... and when on in the the Nerdist interview with the Duffers, they were talking about about Barb and everything, and they said we didn't expect people to react that way, surely because we didn't write her to be a character that was like, you know. I feel like they wrote like that. Nobody was, really no. but this
2: is the thing, they, Matt, they, Nobody they, really cares about anything. It's just a meme and yeah, people no, want to meme. That's exactly what it was. Everyone
3: for the everyone, fans. everyone who loved Barb yeah. loved Barb because it was a teenage girl who looked like a forty year old librarian. Yeah. Yes. And so all of your all of your nerd girls immediately <laughs> latched onto this because they're like, oh my God, that's so me. And you're like, okay, great. But the character's gone. She's dead. It doesn't matter. The, I can understand the idea of, like, this weighing heavy on Nancy because yeah, was it was a friend thing. that she yeah, abandoned yeah, and that, yeah. that led to her dying. Yeah. But, like, to have a major plot point be her, like, seeking out justice for Barb's yeah. death. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was the way. Another thing I want to jump in here yes. because that guy doing that thing <laughs> yes. where he tells them they have to fuck. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brett Gelman. You- Blake I, like, I
3: love him as an actor and I a comedian
2: I love but I didn't think that I was really was so odd. No, it right is, out of that. it is so
3: weird huh. I Like, I, I there's not been a more awkward moment in television in the past few years than a 40-year-old man yes. goading high schoolers into fucking that's in a, his bunker that's apartment. All,
0: <laughs> that's oh, all I can think of was there's a 40-year-old man sleeping there, and he just told these two teenagers to go fuck in a guest room, and he knows what's going like, on. I was like, uh, this is weird. You
3: guys, like, <laughs> there's a thing here. To I'm totally wasted, up. and I've been serving you alcohol, uh, which is illegal. Yes. Um, so what you guys should do Under is go six. fuck in mean, my that, guest room. That could
2: happen in an 80s movie.
1: I can yeah. see this happening yeah. Yeah. in an yeah. 80s like, movie.
3: With everything that was going on, you're telling me that neither one of them thought to themselves, like, he this is, is totally filming this. Yes, <laughs> there's a camera in the room. There was a, there was a camera at the door. <laughs> he is filming his you guest know, room, and that's why he
1: wants yes, us to bone. You
0: know he's got cameras in every bedroom there.
3: I don't know. I just thought they
0: did that whole thing and they outed the lab. And I was like, "That, that what was that? That's it. Like it didn't matter." Yeah, for- I thought that was some forced shit. It
2: was though, very to get forced.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the the so problem forced. I had was the, the first season, uh, Nancy and Jonathan, it was, it felt organic. The yes, two of them yes, coming together. Yes. They were forced into this situation. He's the only one that seems to also care about, about Barb and so on and so forth. And it, it works. they f- Forced the two of them together again this season because they already established the love triangle storyline and it they realized they hadn't developed Jonathan as a character at all. Yeah. So the only reason the two of them are interested in each other is because, well, they have to be for the love triangle to exist.
0: Well, They have the shared experience. He did have a great line where he's like, uh, how's the pullout? And the guy's like, "Excuse me!" Oh my! I fucking, so fucking choked when
3: I heard. I was like, I was like, oh, the couch. I was like
0: "He's 16.
1: Yes, this is you, not okay. Like, None say? of this is okay."
2: Uh, that doesn't bother me. It's just that it's just out of place. It just doesn't belong. In this, it just doesn't belong. It's like, like the, All of a sudden, he's the he's the magical genie that he's the fuck genie. Like he like <laughs> figures it out,
0: and like, you will fuck each other. And they're like, okay,
1: I that, guess he's right.
0: That was- <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. Um, all right. Well, anything else that didn't work for you guys? Well, that's it. These like
2: we're yeah, nipping. We're uh, uh, Like yeah. you know.
3: At this point. Uh, let's see. Uh, I I was a little iffy with Max as a character. I and this this plays also into us talking about how Mike was a shitty character this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, well, they
0: didn't give me anything to do. But look, I did. it. I love the snowball scene and the and the way they ended it and and getting all that closure. Like I like, was really I, sweet. I,
3: I get that they wanted to build on the idea that, like, Mike is still so infatuated with Eleven that, like, every night he'll be on his radio being like, oh, it's day 420 and, uh, uh, still here, still waiting for you, like, alright, dude, you fucking watched her disappear in a puff of smoke, like, she's probably dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I, you, I feel yeah. like you're at an age where you can understand the idea of death. Did, did were you guys uh
0: disappointed that 11 was so removed from the group the whole time? Like did that work the separate storylines?
2: Kind of. Yes, because um I, I don't know. I feel like that it really well they had to because yeah. Eleven is the McGuffin. Yeah, she'll
3: just yeah,
2: she'll true. make all the problems go She's away. She's the Hulk. She's the Hulk. She is the straight yeah, up. Yeah. She was
3: Deus ex, ex machina yeah. incarnate. Yep. I just yep.
2: think that her being I this is the thing. They they did something kind of brilliant, but at the same time it kind of held it held it held it back yep. from the dynamic of her interacting with the with the guys, which is the was fun to watch in, in the, the first season. season. Yep. So uh so it's her interacting with Hopper. And uh which was fun to watch, too, but in a different way, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they had a good dynamic, yep, yep. Uh, you know, they because he, he lost his daughter. Yep. He's trying to, like, help her this and that. But I feel like that that separation from the pack was was too long. Yes. And they could have probably thought of a way to incap- incapacitate her so she couldn't do anything till the end. You know, maybe she gets caught by the lab again. And yeah, I wish, oh, she, something. I wish
0: she showed up a little bit earlier, and instead they gave us this convenient show up when we fucking need you. Now, do you think uh, Hopper's daughter is involved in these uh, experiments? No. No? That's why she died? is got- she dead? I know, but do you think that's why she died?
3: No, I'm pretty sure what they're kind of building at is the idea that she died from something that was Hopper's fault. Uh, okay. Or he thinks is his fault. Yeah, he's blaming this himself. This is what then yeah. led to him being so overprotective of Eleven. Yeah which is why he's like we don't ever leave because if you leave you if you don't leave you're safe. And it's like because then he can't blame himself for another girl dying or whatever. Um the problem that I had with Max was I feel like I understand the idea of bringing in a new girl. Yeah. I understand the idea of Mike being like I don't want her around cuz she's not 11. And then the whole concept of 11 not liking her, which by the way, they never resolved. Uh, Eleven and Max meet once, and right. Eleven gives her the fucking cold shoulder, and they never <laughs> she, interact that's right, again.
0: She just walks by her. She's not even like, who um, are you? She's,
3: but I feel like she never really had any point other than being the new girl that Dustin and Lucas like. Yeah. And her own story, which, you know, because of the whole thing with Billy, was so muddy- that it didn't feel like it had a point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And the yeah, only yeah. redeeming moment she had was driving was Billy's taking, car with all of yeah, them in it. And taking Billy down, yeah. To get them over to the the hole. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like, outside of that, like, she legitimately was just, like, show up, uh, you guys are weird. Oh, you guys are liars. Uh, this is all stupid. Oh, wait, this is all real. Okay. I
0: do love how she was kind of like calling them out. Like she was the audience. Like he tells her the story and she's like, uh, eh, it's a little derivative. It could have been more original, but okay. And then the line where she's like, why are we running towards the sound? Uh, like she was that person who's just, uh, you know, thinking what the audience is thinking, saying what the audience is thinking. Um, I do hope Joyce and Hopper, uh, hook up was, uh, I think they should.
3: I, funny enough, was watching the first episode, um, when they bring Will to see Paul Reiser and he refers to Hopper as Pop. Oh, yeah. I thought that they were actually going to wind up revealing that Hopper was actually Will's father. Oh, holy shit. Because then it would have at least had an added, like, bonus reason for him to be so invested in taking care of Will, other than just because he likes Joyce.
0: I, uh, yeah, I do love that 11 is his like legal daughter now with the name Jane Hopper. I thought that was, mm-hmm. that was, that was very nice.
3: Very. Touchy. I was going to say, cause especially in the first season, like they build on the idea that like Will's actual dad never cared about Will yeah. and it would have made sense if Will was not actually his son. What
0: happened? Wait, I forgot. Cause his father is in the first season, but what happened yeah. to him?
3: He, uh, Jonathan goes to his place to find Will cause he thinks Will ran away and went to his dad's place. Right. And basically his dad shows his dad. There's like, no, uh, you know, the little queers not here or whatever. And Jonathan gets into like a fucking fight with him about it yeah. and leaves. And then at one point, I think he shows up at Joyce's house and they talk and then he just leaves. And, again, that's, and it. that's it. He's just gone. Like yeah. it's, it's that he's just the, the Dick absentee father yeah. because he yeah. left. Yeah. And it would have made sense if he found out that Will's not his kid yes. and she had an affair with Hopper. Yes. Well, yeah, then he would fucking divorce her and leave. So I'd be
0: pissed because they all went to high school together. Uh, but yeah, um
3: They did not do that. But that didn't happen. That That's did not, not what happen. happened. That's a different well, show. Uh, <laughs> we don't know yet. Well it could be possible. And I'm going to I'm going to pitch to you one thing I feel like they could have done with this show okay. that would have been a huge risk. Yeah. It would have been dark as fuck. Yeah. But I think would have shown a massive push for being original with this show, okay, they should have killed off will at the end of this season.
0: oh, snap I mean like as he uh as they exercise the thing, it kills him
3: yeah, hmm because wow, it shows what would that would have done it shows that this monster is fucking far more dangerous than anything that they've ever dealt with i I like this and it also would have been. I mean, the tough part is it's like when you have a show where all of your main characters are 13 year old kids to kill one of them is you're going to lose fucking viewers. Mm, I don't know. I mean, what Um, will
0: didn't really do much, uh, but I was going to say
3: it kind of clears up the fact that like Will's whole point in this, this season was I have PTSD. Now I'm the host for an evil monster from another dimension. Yeah. And I have been fucking you all over this whole time. Oh. It would, like, when I was saying before, they should have had it that Will, like, had to have some kind of struggle, internal struggle with the Mind Flayer. Yeah. To have Will basically sacrifice, knowing that it will kill him to get rid of the Mind Flayer, would have finally given him something to do.
1: Yes! like Would have I like finally this.
3: given his character a reason to be around. Yes. And would have been just enough to, you know, If you want Joyce has to leave now or it's just because like after Bob dies, they have like Joyce almost doesn't give a shit that will's in danger anymore. Yeah. Like she's just so pissed that everything has been like against her. Yeah. To the point where she is willingly trying to like hurt her son to get rid of the monster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To the point where Jonathan's the one who's like, no, stop, mom. And this, she's you like, can't we do, this. do and this. She's like,
0: fuck it. It's yeah. going to die. Yeah. I, I like this because I felt like the like it, the stakes in the first season was seemed a little bit higher. It seemed a little yeah. more. And that was the urgent. thing was
3: because because Will was gone and yeah. they needed to find him. Yeah. And you, you're like, he could be dead. Yeah. We don't know what's right. up with him. Right. This entire season, Will was nothing more than like half of this season was just Hopper carrying around his unconscious body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is the thing. But there was like nobody aside from Bob, which is a guy we just met, so you care, but not really. Like there's none of the characters really changed much by the end, and there's still like nothing
3: really And that's that's the thing is in the first season because you don't know anybody, yes, there are stakes that you don't know who is safe. Yes. Because it's the second season, the first season was so popular and you know they're going to do more, Yeah. they already have plot armor around all of these main characters. So to kill off yes, Will yes. shows no fuck you. Anybody can yeah, wind that's up what getting makes hurt. Game here. of Thrones yes. great because you know that
2: anybody could die yeah. at any point. Well,
0: and like so, I think part of the problem is the format is is Netflix itself because Netflix honestly think about it, they don't give a shit about quality. They just want the buzz. They want the subscriptions. They don't care if it's a piece of shit. And uh, I feel like there's no quality control because they could just put out whatever they want. So for it, the, the the platform, just give me more of the same. You're going to get people watching and we're happy.
3: It's still a good show. It's but still a good show, yes. The first season, I think the thing that worked so well with the first season was the, Netflix took such a gamble on the duffers with this yeah, yep. and they had no clue how it was going to do. So they wrote a story that could be told in eight episodes and be over. Yeah. No, but they, they left they threw some in shit. A little teaser they at left the end of things. like, oh, yeah, maybe it'll still be open for a second season. Yeah. If, if you're all right with that, yeah. once they got a second season, now they have to start writing for, we're going to have a third yeah. and we're going to yeah. have a fourth. Yeah. And like, so the problem was, was that this season wasn't a, a solid story. It was a lot of like Rugboy said, you're building the characters to get to know a little bit more about backstory. We now know that Hopper served in Vietnam and used to be NYPD. Oh yeah. Um, it's still kind of in line with
0: like a great '80s sequel though, which I kind yeah, of, uh, we I'll
3: didn't enjoy. have a story that really was wrapped up. Yeah. We had an event that is now going to lead to the next event.
2: You're basically, you have a few different prongs, you can go. You got the uh, the other the other numbers. The other numbers. Mm-hmm. All right. You got the mind flayer still in effect. He's still alive. You got the fact that Will could still be under the thrall of this shit. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's still connected. And then you got the government people that are still kind of nefarious,
3: even though they're being shut down yeah, because like, of the article or whatever. It's like the actual the actual conclusions that we got from this are the gate is now closed. Yeah. Hawkins lab is now shut down and exposed. It's been exposed, yeah. but not, you know, for what it actually is. Modine is, is still out there. Modine still out there. Modine may be still out yes, there. there's other um, numbers. Paul Reiser still exists. Yes. We don't know what his, yeah, his yep. next yeah, move may be. he wasn't arrested. No. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why wasn't he? He was eating at Denny's with what fucking I, Albert. What I have to wonder is this. They showed up to shut down that lab with the military and, like, the news stories but they didn't find all of the fucking mauled dead bodies that were strewn about <laughs> yes. that lab.
0: Everybody killed those things, killed everybody. Well, they're going to cover it's cover up. It's more government cover up. Uh, another reason I love this whole, the whole concept of this. Uh, and for the listener, if you guys want to check this out is uh project MK ultra. Uh, a lot of it, they, they based a lot of it on that, which was an actual CIA, government project that dr- tried to use mind control in the 50s and 60s and if you
3: if you oh, want to see it's a, amazing if you want to see a humorous take on it yes. you can watch the george clooney film the men who stare at ghosts that was
0: that was part of mk ultra in the movie
3: yes yeah. because there was well i don't think it was the entire thing okay. it was that was more about the uh the attempt at uh psionic ah. warfare yeah. in the cold war yeah and there is a point during it where they touch on MK Ultra, where one of the guys um, tries controlling a dude by dosing him with LSD and flashing lights at him. Well,
0: that's what it was. It was a lot of LSD. Ken Casey, who uh, wrote uh, what did he write? Uh did he wrote, did he wrote uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest? He was on lots of LSD and being, and a lot of people were tested on and did not know uh, a lot. They would test in the prisoners, give them LSD.
3: Um, and just yeah, Ken, Ken Kessie wrote one who, or one flew over yes. the cuckoo's nest, uh, and other things that aren't as popular. Yes. Uh, so it's
0: very interesting if you like get into the real story of fucking MK ultra, which was a thing that happened. All right, look, wrapping this up. I think we've already answered, both of these questions, which
3: was the better season for you, Delhauer? I will say one. I I always feel bad because I feel like the way that we have this set up is when we're like, opening thoughts. Yeah. What did you like? Yeah. What did you not like? Yeah. Is by the end, we're so <laughs> wrapped up in all the like the nitpicks and the things that we were negative yeah. about that it feels like I'm sitting here talking about, like, this was awful. I hated it. No, I loved this yes. season. Yes. It still had a very great way of driving forward the story. It may not have been as plot-heavy, but I, I loved coming back to the characters. I do think that I liked Season 1 a bit more, but there are definitely some moments in Season 2 that I think are some of my favorite moments yeah. for the show. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, Steve and Dustin is, is probably one of the greatest things that they have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that Steve still has the bat with the nails in it, just in the trunk of his car. It's still there. It's like just a bat.
0: The one with the nails. Yeah, you know,
3: just just in case there's a road rage incident or something. <laughs> That's. It reminds me of
0: Lucille Negan's Lucille a little bit too. It's I, I Oh love. my
3: god! I would <laughs> Rugs, better uh,
0: season. Which one did you like? Well,
2: obviously, I think the first season's better. It, because, you know, you have, first of all, it has a surprise factor. You don't know what you're getting into. It unfolds. Now you hit the ground running. You know everything that there is. There's no mystery left. You know that about this, you know that there's another world. There's an upside down. You know, you know, it, it kind of like the surprise factor is, is gone. And, uh, there was a few like surprises. Uh, one which was the forced, like, uh, Billy's a bad guy. We have mystery, mysterious past. Yes. And that was like that was like such a letdown of a mystery there. And then the other one was the was the number sisters, you know, like the of 8 in her gang, which I thought was, you know, just not it was out of place in the way that they used it. Yeah. And it, it, and I don't want them to, I don't want the show to go in that direction. I see. Okay. Okay. I want the show to still be a scary show and not like a new mutants show. Um but uh other than that, like those are the two things that really like knocked it down a peg for me because like i knew what was coming and there wasn't any real like new revelations about the upside down or anything else or real big revelations other than we didn't know that there was still a live uh test subject still alive we didn't know that that's the only big reveal that you got you don't in they have also have powers but like is so the surprises weren't as big as the first the first one was just Fresh and had all this new shit you yeah. never saw it before. You were, you know, whatever it, it gave you a different feeling. This was seemed like more of the same, but they still kept the quality of the show. They still did a lot of character uh, development. They introduced some. They expanded the cast. They diversified the cast a little bit, which I liked. Um, I just didn't like the way that they presented the episode. But I think it's cool that they're that they're starting to branch out and. Um, At the end of the day, there's a, I'm more interested in what's going to happen in season three Ah. than I, I, because season two is basically a setup. So you have to look at it in its whole, uh, you know, like the Game of Thrones, you look at one season is weaker than the other one, but like in the whole grand scheme of things, it's a great piece of art. Everything. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be like, kind of like a Game of Thrones where everything means
0: something moving forward. Every,
2: every season is kind of a part of a bigger whole.
0: I, I mean, I agree. Mostly we guys say it's kind of like, you know, like the, the first season of Daredevil is just so much more special than the second season. It's kind of the same thing I did. I love the first season because it was fresh. It was exciting. It was different. But yeah, no, you guys said all the reasons why the second season just a shy better, but it's kind of because of the success of the first season. Like I'd I like that. They gave us more of the same, but I also think that was a, a little bit of a, a negative that it was more of the same.
3: So. But you got another yeah. another major takeaway from that that Nerdist episode that they they did with Duffers was they had said, you know, one of the worst things that can happen to you is is to have a success with something that you're not certain of. Yes, because now when people are expecting something from you a second time around, yeah. they also have expectations of like, it needs to be the same, but it needs to be different. Yes, yes. Um, it's a Very hard
0: line to ride there.
3: And I think. Um, when it comes to the whole storyline with the, the other kids from the program and eight and everything like that, you know, if they want to make her a bit of an antagonist, that's fine. But I kind of foresee them going more of a route of like, they're going to come up against maybe the mind flayer again down the road or some other, like, you know, terrifying uh, entity that they have to take on and uh, pulling in more of the kids from the program to take it, to fight against it.
0: I liked all that shit with Kali. I, that's the one thing I, that I uh, I It was fine. It was fine. I, I, I uh, like yeah.
3: the idea of a different powers. I like the idea of, of expanding further on the project and everything like that. But I agree with Rugboy. I don't want it to turn into an mm, X-Men yeah, show. Yeah, I don't yeah. want this to suddenly become, you know, Legion or anything
2: right. like that. Yeah, right, it right. has to still be a horror-based, based on 80s convention Yes. I think the big thing that I'm excited long can about you string is this out,
3: though, using those uh, parameters. If they're going to be going that it's a year gap every time. Yeah. The thing that excites me is that means 1985 yeah. season three yeah. will be a post back to the future. Hawkins.
0: Oh, oh, you know, these kids are going to be in the back to the future. 85, 86, 87. They get into the late 80s. Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, and there's still I guess there's still a lot of 80s uh, genre movies to pull from and incorporate but man like you name every 80s movie it's they that's in here it's like there's dozens and dozens of movies in this thing and it's so brilliantly woven together but uh, good stuff yeah so uh, well, that's it for the review Delhauer where can our listeners
3: find you online? Uh, the listeners can find me online uh, on Twitter at, at Matt Delhauer um at the moment i do not have anything are you up on, to? Nothing? uh how do i jump <laughs> uh we're slowly but surely getting geek chorus up and running uh i need to get more of that set up i, I don't want to rush into it just because i don't want to suddenly like be gung-ho on like episodes one through three or something yeah, and then just like stop off.
0: Ah, um, just press record and go you'll be fine
3: Yeah. And then hopefully we will see how it goes. I am currently uh, working towards some job opportunities that may uh, warrant some notice in the down the road. Uh, I won't comment too much on them just because if it doesn't work out, I don't want to be like, oh, you guys should. You might see me here. Oh, no, you don't. (laughs) That need just sound like a dick. Yeah. It's recorded forever. (laughs) So. Yeah, because then every time I come back to this episode, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember when oh, I, 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 didn't, was the time. I got passed up for that job. Yeah, that was the time when the thing <laughs> fell through. Great.
0: Uh, rugs. where can they find you online? Well, you can find me on
2: Twitter and my voice cracked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really, rug boy, on Twitter, bitches. Go find me there.
0: Look, and if you want to hear more of the nerds, subscribe to these two podcasts that I'm on occasionally. One's called Trivia Geeks Live. Where I get to host a trivia game show. I don't know who let me do that, but they did. And the other one's called Sketching Comedy where we draw and talk about artists and comics and uh, comic book characters. And look, listener, finally, we need your help. We need lots of help. Subscribe to the show and Apple Podcasts. Lead us a rating and reviewing. But most importantly, tell a friend. Word of mouth promotion is the best thing for this show. Help us spread the geekery. We need all the help we can get. Jogger Nerd. And with that, I will say thank you for listening to the Jogger Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Rugboy. He's the Rugboy, and he's Imran. <laughs> we'll catch you next time.
3: Well, you As said my name. As designated Rugboy, I have to say things over this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: when
0: well, you said Imran, when you said Rugboy, that's so just you said my name. I said your name back. That's fair. I, it threw me off. Yeah. Good <laughs> 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 you, or fuck you. Talking nerd.